Welcome back to Walker in the Wastes. <laughs> Nathan tonight shall be played by this um, Snickers. He looks like well, he's nutty. If we eat him, what does that mean for Nathan in the game? Well, once the Snickers is eaten, Time Man of the Year will ascend. I, lo- I love right. it. I love doing a visual gag in in a completely audio me- medium. <laughs> It's fine. Top class. Where last we left our beloved friends, Elwood and Victor and Alexander had all retired to their rooms. Mm-hmm. Alexander to have a nap. Uh, Elwood and um, Victor are it being emotional over Sam's funeral, especially after the fact that uh, Victor saw Ithaqua devour her soul. So... Um, I'm still and then he, about that. And then he told Elwood about it, and Elwood is just just having a sob. <laughs> uh, Doctor Barrow is in the library with Naveen, and Carissa is baking, like baking up a storm of delicious pastries and volivants and. Uh, uh, yeah, like, I, 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 I hard successed that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're obsessed with baking. I love it. Hang on, how did I? What did I roll to hard success of baking? Intelligence. Intelligence. You're making petty for Lou. Petty for. No, there's nothing petty about this. It's. it's oh, don't! I'm really hungry um, now. The entire lodge is full of cake this. turning up. <laughs> I got yeah, no cake. I've got no cake tonight. What have you done to us? Believe it, Winnie. The last several times we've seen you, there's been no cake. So you must have done something to upset your woman. No, it's her birthday tomorrow. There'll be cake tomorrow. Are you making the cake tomorrow? <laughs> making her own cake for her birthday? No, she's not making cake. <laughs> That's what I said. Foxy should be making the cake. She bought her own cake, okay? <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she never usually wants cake, so I didn't, I didn't bother this year. <laughs> Aww. So, so, so oh, her. I spent like 300 quid on her, for God's sake. So oh, are you trying to try and make her look and blackout cake for Michelle's anyway, birthday again this year? The entire lodge is absolutely full of the smell of beautiful baking. Mm. Like fresh bread smells, just fresh baking smells in general. It's wafting through this large, drafty wooden lodge and it smells good. It's, it's not just baking, I'm making a full buffet. How, it's a, it's how French does this food smell? Um, your Frenchometer, it's like French. <laughs> Super French. You can smell the... Uh, you You've know. gone to Warp Brie. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell the little um, pastry casings. What are they called? Um, Bolivant. Shoe? No. Shoe pastry? Shoe pastry. You can smell the shoe oh. pastry. And you're just... You're, you're, your French alarms are going off. There's someone who isn't French making shoe pastry and it smells good. <laughs> Just imagining French alarms actually are just a MIDI version of the Hello Hello theme tune. <laughs> oh, we, God, let's no, not start no. on Hello Hello, or else we're going to be I'm sorry, I was going to do a French accent in a minute, and now I think it's fucking Hello Hello. Thanks for that. Jesus. Good morning. <laughs> I was just you this say this once. <laughs> I was say this only once. I was pitting by the shop. Do you have a licence for your mink? Oh, wait, no, that was Pink Panther. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Is anyone venturing to the kitchen? 
Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm asleep. So no. am I allowed to at this point, or am I still as inconsolable as before? No, no. You, you, you it's been about <laughs> maybe two hours since that. Um, that since the funeral. So you, you are, you have put yourself together. Elwood has fallen asleep. I, I, I tuck him in, and then <laughs> I venture out to find the source of the smells. Yeah, you venture downstairs. Alexander, you are awake. You didn't go to sleep. You were just in your room. I didn't think you were sleeping. Was I going to go prep a plane or something? Were we planning on flying out ASAP? Um, you were going to be meeting with Dr. Barrow and Levine to discuss the ex- you know, your plans going forwards. Oh, okay. Hang on, don't we usually have a recap? We we, we did have a recap. You had a recap. Have I just blanked the last 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, I don't remember having your, your a recap. Cooking. Oh, we've not, we've not had a Kring recap. We had a uh, Russet recap. Yeah, no, I'm used to the, the recap Kring. recap, Craig. Oh, oh does, does it... I only do one if people ask for it, because... You should have all listened to the last recording, clearly. I've been too busy with work and sleep. (laughs) That's not an excuse. Russell, you know what I'm working on. You know that's perfectly excusable. It's done now, right? It's all out and everyone's using it. Nope. It doesn't just stop there, man. This is like George Lucas's Star Wars. It never ends. That's how software development works. You press the finish and it sends button and then you go put your feet up and do nothing. Oh, you summer flower, Russet. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think this is? Cobalt? <laughs> if you would like a Craig recap, we can pause and Craig can read what you did last time. But it was essentially fight monster, have funeral, everyone was emotional. Yeah, there, we didn't really do much last session. No. Okay. Um, I was just missing it. Alexander is now in the library. Was that where it was meant to be? I can't. Are you trying to follow the smells? Uh, sure. Why the fuck not? I've I've got a hankering for some for some grub. Okay. To make this easy, let's just. Uh, Naveen, Doctor Bow is going to go and investigate the delicious food. Are you following him? I am going to finish reading the page of this book before I go and join them. Okay. Uh, let's say. Alexander and Dr. Elwood get to the kitchen first. Because they're already downstairs. Dr. Elwood? Dr. Barrow, sorry. Okay. I'm meandering around with... I was going to say mittens. Mitten glove, oven mitten things. (laughs) Trays. Oven gloves that are made out of stuffed bear paws. Yes. Just wearing two stuffed bear paws. Right. You monster bungle. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to Barrow, make a pair of those now, aren't I? Dr. Barrow smiles as he comes in. My dear, that smells delicious. And this looks like quite the spade you've laid on. You think it smells good? Wait till you taste it. Uh, Victor, you may also arrive. Alexander. I've arrived! <laughs> this is just imagining Victor kicking the door in now and being like, I arrive! I'm not really that loud. <laughs> posing dramatically. Beard blowing in the wind. There's no wind. We're inside. Beard blowing in the wind. 
Cast spell for beard blowing. Um, uh, Alec, is there anything that's fully prepared yet? This one? Hmm? Alex is talking to you. Is there anything oh. that's fully prepared yet? Sorry. Uh, yes, I just sort of wave at the uh, existing mountain of prepared food served on a delightful array of silverware. And where the hell did all of these plates come from? It's like all the plates in Greece. Um, all the intact ones. Uh, yeah, so there's loads of stuff. Oh, jolly good. Uh, oh, bloody scrumptious. I'm starving. Um, and Alex kind of just sets to grabbing stuff onto yet another plate and just piling it up um, and just starting to kind of, I guess, browse as you would a buffet. I may have gotten a little carried away, so we might have packed lunches enough for the next week. Gosh. It's well, bloody fantastic. Mm. This creme patissiere in these shoe pastries are really good, Miss Clarissa. Thank you. Yes, what he said. Mm. Does any of it look like real food, or is it all party-style sized food? <laughs> um, tiny food. It's all tiny food. It's all entrapped to food. I mean, I did say I was going for buffet, but I mean, you know, there's a small mountain of uh, handcrafted bacon rolls as well. Oh, they are probably what Victor heads towards. <laughs> it just takes the whole plate. He's not got many bacon rolls, so he's been living out on the ice. <laughs> there, there's there's bacon, and there's also some thinly sliced uh, seasoned veal rolls as well, because I, I ran out of bacon, so I used veal. Fair enough. We have veal, says Dr. Barr. We had veal. <laughs> I don't remember ordering veal. I just walked in through the back door. Ah, proactive hunting, I see. It yes. wanted to feed itself to us. Yes. <laughs> so, just to check, just how much of our stores has been used for this party? Uh, have we still got enough for a full duration that we're likely to need, or do we need to put in some more orders now? Um, actually, that's the point, Russell. You didn't say where I got all this food from. I'm basically souffle girl at this point. Where have I got the milk? <laughs> um, you've used the uh, expedition stores, which was all stored in the kitchen cupboards. Well, it's all going to get eaten, isn't it? <laughs> Unless it goes off first. Now it's had its packaging broken open. Dr. Barrow waves a hand. Oh, don't worry about it. The town is only a 15-minute walk from here. We can order more stuff. Dr. Barrow, fussing about this stuff is my job. Oh, yes. Well, carry on fussing about it, Victor. <laughs> Do an inventory tomorrow and see what else we need mm-hmm. for placing. Of course, but For Dr. today, Barrow. he pours everyone a glass of cognac. To Samantha. She'd wanted us to have sat here and gorged ourselves on tiny cakes. And bacon. And bacon. Uh, Naveen is going to have finished reading the page in her book. And is going to venture out of the library and follow the smells of France. 
Hang on, which 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 year is this? Because the smells of France are either very good or nineteen twenty eight. No, nineteen twenty nine. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, so the, the sewers are vaguely working. Um, can I refill my hip glass? Hip Your glass. Hip glass. <laughs> hip flask. Hip you glass would be bad. Hip flask. Cool. With, um. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to walk in and um, hang out. Ah, um, Kaisa, was this you? This is um, impressive. It's a lot of food. Yeah, I, I uh, thank you. I, I got a bit carried away. Um, I, well, I'm, I'm sure everyone appreciates it. How did you, how did you make? The, and I'm going to point at like the most fancy looking thing I can see. It's these little shoe swans. You know, the shoe bun has been split in half and filled with cream, and then they have these little pasty swan necks and wings. I'll I'll be honest. I'll I'll be I'll be honest with you. It's kind of a coping coping mechanism. Um, When things get a bit too stressful, I just you know roll with it, and and hopefully it works. Uh, So I have no idea how I made them, but uh, enjoy. I may have to ask you, Miss Carissa, if we do actually venture out into the wilderness, please keep your stress levels in check. <laughs> Jesus or Christ. bring a lot of extra food. Shoes I'm, I'm just imagining, uh, uh, just imagining now, Carissa sort of as her sanity reduces, she becomes more and more capable as a caterer, and. Uh, <laughs> By by the time she's completely fucked, she's actually just like filled Wembley Stadium with uh, croissants and bacon rolls. And they they are that, um... that is not going to be how it goes. For a simple fact that by the time you're even half fucked, we're going to be in a situation where Russet's going to start going. Oh, but you used up all of the last morsels of food that you had with you in your last outburst. That's all right. I'll just turn Cthulhu into calamari rings. Well, who's the fattest? Because we'll be eating them first. <laughs> I'm um, from the sound of it, all of you lot after um, <laughs> we are going to Oh no, she's fattening us up. Uh... She's going to eat us or feed us or something. <laughs> Pardon me. Right, this is jolly fantastic. Uh, good, good idea. And yes, to to Sam. Yes. Sam. Sam. Uh, Samantha. No, just Sam. She didn't like Samantha. Oh, um, um but of course, um, my apologies to, to Sam. Very good. Well, we're not Americans. <laughs> Are any of us Americans? Is uh, anyone... I don't think any of you are, actually. Victor's <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm Canadian. But uh, I can actually born in London. <laughs> I guess you're all British, except for the French. We emigrated in 1908. Dr. Barrow's Canadian. Carissa's from Canada as well, I think. I don't think England? I... Good God, man. England. Are we all England. from England, except... Frenchy, Me. Frenchy, <laughs> you're, you're French. <laughs> the French one, the French one, oui, oui. 
Aye, aye, aye. I can you... speak that French, wee oui, wee. Oui. So I, uh, I, assume, uh, <laughs> I, I can only hope that we have at least averted the uh, return of that um, creature this evening. Uh, I, I, what, what do we think we should do next? Do we begin our investigation? Um, I think, Dr. Bauer says, sitting up, that we should take the rest of the day, eat this delicious food, drink in Sam's memory, relax, recover. Tomorrow, we'll sit down around the table in the main living room and we'll plan out our next steps. We need to investigate sightings of the Yig. Here, Victor needs to go and talk to the local Inuit. Carissa needs Mm -hmm. to dig up bones. Elwood, where is Elwood? He's having a nap. Elwood needs to nap. So we need to investigate as much as we can to see, pick up our expedition where we left off, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I think that is it seems fair a day to ourselves to collect ourselves together and uh, begin fresh. Om nom 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 nom. You make merry. Everyone raises their glasses to make toasts. Toast? Shit, that's the one thing I didn't make. Ah! Quick, make some bread, Carissa. (laughs) Out of veal. Veal bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just a sandwich with two slices of veal. Oh, God. I'm going to collect up some of the most... Everyone gets five sanity points as you take time to de-stress and remember your lost companion or the woman you never met, but you're being polite. And there's there's shoe pastry. Any excuse for a free buffet. Oh, I'm so sane right now. Feels good. Are you? Oh, I'll fix that. Don't tempt him. Um, I also uh, suggest to Victor um, to put a plate together to leave upstairs for Elwood. <laughs> yes, I will do this. Thank you for suggesting, Carissa. Okay, are you taking a uh, plate upstairs? Yes, I am taking a plate upstairs to Elwood. The moment you open this door, fog rolls in. Thick, gooey, grey mist just rolls out of this corridor and into the kitchen and like pools around everyone's feet. I close the door. <laughs> I go to the other door and look out of it. This door? The entrance hall is fine. I'll go there, this way. Is there a window? Oh, God. <laughs> I look out the window. Uh, you look out the window. Uh, there is no fog. It's The snow has stopped. There's just pristine, beautiful blue skies. and just, What does it smell of, the fog? Water. Fog. Oh, so, so it's not in. like it's not like smoke or fire or anything no, like that. No, it's it, very it's obviously like fog. Thick, thick grey smoke that just rolled into the room. Naveen is gonna op- is gonna like crack the door open a little bit. Yeah, this this whole corridor is just full of fog, thick thick grey fog. Hey, ah. Someone's uh, the boiler's gone, or uh, yes, I, someone's I, having I, a hot I, shower or something, perhaps. I think uh, it must be something, uh, a malfunction. I'm just going to go and um, and uh, check on this. Um, Do you sure know much common. about plumbing? I've I mean, had some experience, um, Wei. Um, 
Maybe I can get it started again. One moment, and I'm going to open the door and head out. So I kind I of have gone this way. Um. Yes, perfect. As as uh, as she leaves, uh, Alex kind of like snidely remarks about women and their experience with plumbing. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of once I'm through the door, I'm gonna reach into the jacket and pull out one of the um, pistols. <laughs> Shoot you the fog. <laughs> Fuck you, fog. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have made a comment to to Alex about. What, what Alex had just said, but I was too busy wrapping my lips around a freshly cooked sausage. So, <laughs> enjoying that nice hot meat before it goes cold. <laughs> that, that's I'm just the it. connotations of that get worse when you say before it gets cold. <laughs> I'm going to make my way towards the library. Hey, I've shown you my as path. you open this door, fog oh. rolls out into the courtyard with you. Hmm. And just as well, you get there, you hear this door opening. I assume you open this door. Yeah, I would. You well, I'd go a... through at this point, because there's no other way. Uh, roll spot hidden as you hear something in the fog, both of you. Oh, no. Rolling spot hidden. I spot the hidden, unsurprisingly. Uh-oh. It's Naveen. Naveen, you hear something moving through the fog behind you. Down this corridor. Footsteps. I'm going to spin and point to my. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Considering I recognise it's Naveen, I am Who assuming I see her spin with a gun. Who? Naveen, it's just Victor. I'm going to put the the gun and kind of just quickly put it back into the the jacket again. Ah, um, my apologies. I was a uh, somewhat jumpy. I, I I came out to see if I could find the source of this fog. It must the be is slowly hmm. lowering. It's let down past your shoulders now, and seems to be almost like it's dissolving or draining away. Strange. It's disappearing. It seems slowly but surely. It does. It, does it look like there's a a place where it like is thickest where it started? Um. Well, me, your spot hidden. Ah. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll see something. It's just like a guy Maybe with a smoke won't. machine. In the corner. Um, yeah, you can't tell. It's just, it's just dissolving away. Hmm. Well, it seems at least to have sorted itself out this time. Yes, indeed. Well, um, I'm going to continue on with this food. Yes, I, I for one do not want to spend too long away from those tasty pastries. I head upstairs and go back to the pastry land. Yeah, Naveen comes back after about five minutes. You walk back into the kitchen. You find Alexander and Victor and Dr. Barrow debating whether or not women are allowed to do plumbing. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, what what was she really wanting to get back to and eat? Pastries. Specifically? Uh, probably the shoe buns. Yeah, definitely those. Alex has eaten them. That probably requires a luck roll if Alex was intending to try and do that, to actually guess it correctly. Is it obvious that he's eaten them all? Oh, no, uh, I guess I guess just eating just generally. It was fluff. It doesn't matter. I'm not really that bothered. It was not an intentional action. I'm just going to make my way in and find the daintiest pastries I can and select them. 
They're macro, um, macarons. Yeah, it, um, I, the, uh, the fog or the mist appears to have gone. Um, so, I any idea even, what caused it? None at all. I did not even manage to reach any of the uh, equipment or or where the piping might come from. It was gone by the time I made it towards the library. Well, considering how weird the weather's been, it's probably condensation or something, says Dr. Barrow. I don't think I've ever seen some fog indoors. I mean, a condensation is one thing, but uh, that was too extreme, perhaps? Well, I don't know how to explain it, my dear. No, not at all. I, 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 I couldn't um, say. And I'm just going to eat my pastries. Victor. Hello. Elwood clings to your shoulder and sobs about Sam for another ten minutes or so, and then finally accepts your food and then goes back to sleep. I pat him on the back and he is just giving some reassurances that food will help settle his stomach and his mind. Unless anyone's doing anything specific, the day passes quietly. I'm just, I'm just um, imagining a, a slightly comical moment where, like, uh, El- Elwood would, like, pick up a certain pastry and be like, these were Sam's favourite. Oh. We like, didn't honestly know her well enough. <laughs> what dainty pastries were her favourites? Oh, good. I mean, to be fair, she probably didn't like dainty pastries. She probably preferred, like, a leg of lamb or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been more Sam's thing. The bacon, the bacon sandwiches would have been the closest... Um, so, so what you're saying is I need to cook a hog roast next. I would do a thing today. What are you doing, I, prob- I, I would probably at least prowl around the insides of the building to see if I can find anything that looks amiss in relation to this mist. Um, aside from the library being damp because it was full of mist, mm. nothing else seems to be in mist. Hmm. A mist in the mist. A mist in the mist. Um, can I? Um, so because we're not flying Sam's body about, can, I'm just going to go over, like redouble the flight plan and go over everything in terms of weight ratios and if we can take extra weight and stuff because we're now not hauling a coffin and Sam's uh, dead you body. You can be roaming your aircraft maintenance. Aircraft, ma- okay. Nice. You know everything you need to do to make the plane be good for flying. Okay, I'm going to put that in capital letters. <laughs> or this. <laughs> just, <laughs> just in case we're in the air and it's like, well, you forgot to uh, revamp the gamble dosh uh, for the grub nubbers. So your plane's going to fall out the air. <laughs> you did not uh, rutabaga the sidewinding oscillating thingy midjig. Mm-hmm. And that's checking the route as well and stuff like that. So just to see if there's any changes or anything. Yep. You go out and look over the plane. Yay! Where's, where's Dr. Barrow? In the kitchen. Oh. I, um... I, I, uh... After a while of, of enjoying delicious food, I um just go out to Doctor Barrow and ask, um, 
given that uh, Sam was predisposed to helping get me set up with my various kit when we first started this expedition and uh, how things have been getting increasingly crazier, it would be nice to not be dependent on other people to make sure I don't go and freeze to death. Um, is, is there any way I can get up to speed on uh, how, um, how best to survive in these sorts of conditions? I'm used to sand and sun and camels I would and diarrhea. Having a chat with Victor. He is our survival expert after all. Um, he should be able to help teach you things. Okay. Um, where is Victor? At this point, Victor, did you go back downstairs? Yes. Oh, yes you've been prowling the house. You can't see anything untoward or out of ordinary. Hmm. Prowl, prowl, prowl. <laughs> and you get back prowl. to the kitchen. Ah, Victor. Hello, I'm back. Can you spend some time with Carissa tomorrow and starting to teach her the basics of polar survivoring? Uh, yes, yes, I can do that. It definitely makes sense for everyone to at least know the rudiments of the craft when we're in this kind of predicament. Excellent, thank you. That's okay, Carissa. I'm going to put on my, my cold weather gear and go for a little wander outside. Hey, you go roll me your polar survival. Yeeks, have you not learned? This is how Sam died. <laughs> I'm playing the character. I've got that thing where I can't click it again. Hang on. You just like making new characters every few weeks, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's ex- I loved getting really attached to a character and putting that effort in and then dying. I whispered it to you by accident, um, Russet. Oh, so you did. I was waiting for Roll20 to go... Okay. Uh, you get dressed up in your cold weather gear uh, correctly and you wander out to have a walk in the brisk air you can see large clouds to the north that are still they're rolling down towards the south heavy yep. thick gray clouds they're still like maybe an hour two hours away i'm just thinking of doing a circuit of the house to be honest and i'm just gonna i'm trying to get an idea of um whether there's any being anything else moving around out here Okay, roll your tracking. I do I even? Oh, I do. That's that's surprising. Nope. That was close, though. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> um, oh, a waste of a low roll, though. Yeah, that's true. No. You can see Alexander over at the airplane hangar on the other side of the lawn. Hello. I'm going to head over to join Alexander and. And look at and look at the plane. I've not really had much experience with aircraft before, and I'm always fascinated by new things. Well, this is a plane. It has <laughs> wings. These are the I, wings. Uh, I, I know I said I um, didn't have much experience, but I am aware of the how you say the uh, the the fundamentals of this is the plane. Um, I'm curious as to um, what kind of uh, things must you do for it to be operating in. in these kinds of climates, it must be different than... 
Well, I mean, the, the, the first thing, of course, is that you have to make sure that your oil temperatures and, and fuel temperatures are, are mm. correct and that you don't leave it within the plane itself during cold temperatures. Because, of course, they will freeze up and, as we know, freezing fluids expand and that you get cracks in your uh, in the various... Uh, in the various um, is there is there a limit to the uh, the altitudes that your plane can uh, climb, or is it? Yes, uh, let me just think on that for a moment. Let me just think <laughs> via the medium of Google. No, I've got it in my character sheet. I'm just trying oh, to find okay. it. Um, no, sorry, I looked at height and it's nine feet, and I was like, no. <laughs> there we go. Um, Service seating. Uh, yeah, well, this, this uh, oh, they'll get to about fifteen thousand feet, uh, or uh, I suppose um, is the metric system in yet? Probably. In 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 France, would would the metric system be in France at this moment? I think Napoleon <laughs> came up with it, so yes. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, that's about uh, four, 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 four and a half thousand of your uh, of your French meters. Ah, yes, the French meter is a very good good measure. I, I it's agree. fantastic for mathematics, but uh, yeah. it doesn't really so have real world implications. Strange, so much easier than your strange British measures. I mean, what is the, how big is your foot? Well, whose foot are we talking about? Well, it's, it, it's what is a yard? Well, the yard is 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 the length of a, an average man's stride. See, this and, is the and thing. A hectare and a hec- Well, actually, I don't know what a hectare is, but I know what an inch is. <laughs> I have I've heard many Englishmen talk about things measured in inches. Um... I'm sure you have, you know, being a plumber and everything. <laughs> I am. I am not a plumber, Monsieur. I have uh, dabbled in in the pipes, shall we say? Things <laughs> <laughs> that are broken. Yeah, I, I do. I do wonder. Did you serve in um, on the front lines in France or elsewhere? Uh, could you tell by my uh, dashing demeanour? It's a moustache. It gives it away. I've seen it so many times. Just double checks that it's there. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, I served in the RAF actually um, during uh, during a. a, a no, I was. Uh, I flew reconnaissance. Um, I um, maybe I saw your plane fly over during the war. Who knows? Um, yes. I mean, uh, you you might have done. I used to. I used to fly missions to spot for artillery and uh, obviously do just sort of your standard. Uh, Recon flights and stuff it was all terribly, uh, terribly exciting, and and uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, uh, I imagine your perspective was perhaps uh, slightly more exciting than mine. <laughs> mine was somewhat more. Uh, how do you say? Uh, well, as a shite, I think is the word. <laughs> uh, see, you went also slightly Scottish a, there for some reason. France, France <laughs> did you, did a, you spend a, some time a, with some Scottish soldiers? <laughs> France was not a, a a pleasant place to be. Um, Perhaps it looked better from uh, four thousand of my French meters up in the air. Uh, I can't say it did. Mostly, uh, mostly flak and uh, the occasional photographs through cloud cover. But uh, it was certainly jolly exciting. Um, until well, I would. Um, let's hope that kind of excitement does not follow us over here. Eh? Um. Okay. 
Alex looks kind of distant for a moment and uh, and and kind of um, rubs at his brow for a second. Um, and it, the weight of something really heavy on his shoulders shows through in his expression for a few seconds, and then he's kind of like, uh, "Yes, yes, uh, yes, uh, certainly, it's, uh, yes." And he kind of just gets back to working on the plane and somewhat ignores. Um, I can't remember a bloody name now. Naveen. Naveen, yeah. Naveen is going to wait for a second. She kind of spotted that and she just gives a small nod and then turns on her heel and heads back to the house or the mansion, the lodge. Oh, um, Carissa and Victor, are either of you doing anything else today? Um, Unless Carissa specifically actually wanted to start learning today, I was told to teach um, her tomorrow. So... Well, I mean, Dr. Barrow did order everyone to take the day off. So. Yeah. yeah. So um, I might um engage in some absolute tomfoolery and go out and make a snowman. Ah. You, go, you go and build a snowman. <laughs> I do build you, it. Do you knock Elwood's bedroom door and ask if you would like to build a snowman? Yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? I do not bother Elwood with it. He, oh my God, that went wrong. Let's start again. <laughs> You're quite all right there. That wasn't the bit I wanted to get. You've just drawn a penis on the map. <laughs> <laughs> that is why it's gone. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> was that meant to be a snowman? <laughs> I feel like you need to, you need to really learn how to draw a snowman because <laughs> it's not easy with a fucking mouse. I find a top somewhere. Oh, your luck. It's like a Mexican cup. My luck. Oh, dear. (laughs) Why am I unlucky? You do not find a top hat. You do find one of those those, uh, raccoon tail hats, however, with the flaps. Okay. His whole head. Oh, no, it was just the hat. Okay, that'll do. Okay, uh, you have built a snowman. Carissa has had a day of baking. Uh, it's been a chill day. And eventually... I, I pot up the unused, uh, un, uneaten food so we can have it for later. Did you pop it I... into the ice house? Yes. Well, the, the, the cellar. In all of my Eldritch brand uh, Tupperware. <laughs> what, is, what is this room over here at the top? The hunting gear. Oh. Where one would keep the guns and the uh, armor and the bear traps in the cellar. I'm, I'm going to go head in there and clean my pistols for the rest of the day. Yeah, you clean your pistols. Oh. Oh my. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you all have a peaceful evening. Nothing happens overnight. The snow does return in July, and it is snowing once more. The temperature is bitterly cold. But other than that, you all have a pleasant evening here in the lodge. Is there a performance role? Or like a... Uh, if you have a performance role... comes under art and crafts, you'd like have art flute or something. Oh, okay, fair enough. I wasn't sure if you that was just like... A... The piano. I wanted to play the piano. <laughs> Naveen is going to put out a pack of cards. Oh, no, this is much more interesting. It's a very well-worn pack of cards. Um, 
Mm. It like it's got the branding of a um, a central Parisian hotel on it. Very worn pack of cards with all sorts of very memorable defects to the edgings. <laughs> I think that would require you to have a little bit of a look. <laughs> uh, Victor will ask if you want to play a game, an amicable game, and suggests using a stash of peanuts from the rations as tokens. I'm always up for a, a bit of um, friendly uh, of a friendly game. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Victor agrees to this. <laughs> you have a friendly game. Uh, who's playing the game? I will play. Carissa. Carissa. Hello. Yes, uh, sorry, I was on mute. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, roll your luck and whisper it to me, please. Oh, okay. Uh, what? Wow. Was that a good wow or a bad wow? I can't tell you, it's secret. It was luck, you You'll said. You'll have to read yeah. from that as what you click think. Click the whisper to keep a button and then click luck. I believe I've just done it. Did I just do it? I'm not seeing it yet. I clicked it. There we go. Okay, Alexander hustles the lot of you. Uh, he is just unbeatable. Uh, you all play several hands. You know, Dr. Barrow and Carissa, you aren't very good at this. Uh, but you're having a fun time. It's a nice, fun game. But um, Naveen is holding her own. Victor is just having fun. But mm-hmm. clearly, Alexander, his luck was in. And he just mops the floor with Naveen. Is there any spot hidden roles that can be involved with this? Or is everyone being perfectly honest? Uh, everyone is being perfectly honest because no one has told me they're okay. cheating. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah. Don't Alexander's need to cheat when luck- you're lucky. Alexander's <laughs> luck was in. and I have all of the peanuts. <laughs> and you sweep them into a bowl and take them to bed. you. <laughs> I open another tin of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> the next day... The next day... Everyone gathers in the main lodge. Uh, the fire is crackling. It's warm. Elbert is still in bed, not feeling very well. Ah, I've got the thing. <laughs> um, but Dr. Barrow looks around at you all, makes sure everyone's got a coffee and a bacon roll for breakfast. In Carissa's fresh bread. I thought we ran out of bacon. It's veal now. <laughs> veal everyone roll. Has a veal Real stuffing rolls. <laughs> and um, Dr. Barrow's like, well, loath as I am, we should think about getting back to our business here. Um, he rolls out the map of Alaska. So we need to really start getting on with our hunt for the yeed. Mm-hmm. We know that it's been seen in the area between Fairbanks and Mount Hayes. 
So here, um, there are some local Inuit tribes I'd like Victor to go out and visit. There mm -hmm. uh, is the um, bone site that I learned of on the northern slopes of Mount Hayes, which I think Carissa should investigate to see whether or not they're paleontological discovery of yeeg bones, as they've been claimed to be. Sorry, where was the yeek spotted exactly? Um, yeek site. Between... Uh, everywhere between McKin Mount McKinley and Mount Hayes is the yeek sightings. But okay. the most recent ones are between Fairbanks and Mount Hayes. Mount Hayes does seem to be oh, the centre point. That wasn't what I wanted to do at all. Um, we need to also have a think about uh, local Inuit tribes, as I mentioned. And... Um, guess we need to make sure we take stock of this. The people who seem to... I don't know whether they worship it or what. The, the, the people who attack Sam, essentially. Well, uh, I was going to suggest that perhaps um, I investigate a little bit further the delivery records that you found on the, the gentleman accused of Sam's murder. Um it seems that they were coming into the Fairbanks area, at least, and I have some contacts here already that I might be able to shake things out of. Uh, if you want to go and talk around the town, certainly, and see what you can learn. Um, but are the people in Fairbanks going to know much about the people of Endurance? I mean, it all depends. There are a relatively close together um, group. There are very few large population centers this far out. Um, it's possible that there is some movement between the two and who knows perhaps what made it to endurance has since made it to Fairbanks fair enough, fair enough. so um, Victor who would you like to take with you to the Inuits uh, do any of you actually have much uh experience with the Inuit tribes, or am I alone in experience in that regard now? I'm afraid I uh, do not have much. I speak French, obviously, English to an extent, uh, but beyond that, I, I know the local area and the locals, but I'm um, not so much acquainted with the Inuit, I'm afraid. Uh, okay. Well, uh, you go ahead, Victor. I was going to say, if, if there's no one else who has any knowledge, it really doesn't matter too much who I take with me. Well, um, as, as I remember, uh, the locals were near Mount McKinley, the closest tribe, unless that has changed since we've arrived in Fairbanks. Well, says Dr. Barrett, um, well, says Dr. Barrow, <laughs> silence. Peanuts. He's looking I think your cord has gone. He's looking through his notes. All oh, right, sorry, I, f I thought you, your cord had gone. <laughs> All right, I just need to roll one of his skills. Well, as far as I'm aware, there is a tribe that live on the Tarana River. Um, here. Okay, they are closer than I think, probably than Mount McKinley. Um, but the main tribe is over at Mount McKinley. I don't think there's much difference in it. It's a couple of days travel either direction. 
Right. So, so I was going to suggest you possibly take Carissa with you. Okay. And then once you're done with the Inuit, you travel up to Mount Hayes and have a look at those um that bone dig site I've mentioned. Yes, that makes sense if we do go to the Tanana River Inuits. Uh, do you know what the specific tribe name is for the Tanana River Inuits? They are the... Shuffle through his notes a bit more. They are the Bears of the North. Okay, I'm not going to lie. That uh, name actually instills me of a bit more confidence than the tribe at Mount McKinley. Who are they again? I believe they were the... Pansies of the South. (laughs) They were the Something Seal tribe, and I was mildly concerned because that was a very similar name to the tribe that caused problems on our last expedition. Oh, I see. Well, go see the Bears of the North. Uh, I I know they're supposed to be quite an old and honoured tribe. Some of the eldest shamans in the Alaskan Territory are part of that tribe. Oh, that that is very interesting, man. So, as you've got to go past Mount Hayes first, so you should probably stop by the archaeological dig site first and let Carissa mm-hmm. have a look, and then carry on down to the Inuits. Yes. I'll stay here at the lodge with Elwood. So, Naveen, if you take Alexander with you into town and do your asking around... That sounds perfectly fine to me, Doctor. Hi, Alexander. I'm sure you'd appreciate the um, time in some more um, civilized space. I, I'm afraid Fairbanks is uh, not very civilized, but a touch it's more. It's a hunting town, isn't it? Hmm. Um, fair folk. A um, little bit rough around the edges, but good drink, good people. Just a bit cold at this strange at this time of year, but uh, we will manage. Certainly. Why? <laughs> Off we go to to, to to the Fairbanks. To the Fairbanks. Fairbanks. <laughs> well, um, Doctor Bower says I will continue my research here and I'll collate everyone's results as and when you bring it in. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep Elwood company. Poor man seems to be quite quite suffering. Uh, grief can take people like that. He'll be fine in a couple of days. It may be that the cold has also gotten to him slightly as well. Oh dear. Well, I'll make sure to keep the fires going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, shall we uh, prepare to head out? It's only a short walk to town from here, 15 minutes or so. As of course. Off we go then. Let's, let's get ourselves wrapped up and Head on over. Yeah, I'm going to check that Alex is in fact wrapped up and not like flapping out in. Alex, roll your spot polar survival first, please. Oh, you can stop whispering to me now, people. Sorry. Already did. Now roll your polar survival, Naveen. You are both wrapped up warm. Point of order, before I was going to head out well, mm-hmm. on our days-long journey, I was going to have a lesson with Carissa, which would necessitate us being near 
the area where these two jokers are getting dressed. <laughs> I was going to say, so Craig, you may roll me your spot hidden. Okay. How well hidden is our Okay, uh, Carissa, you are having a lesson with Victor. I'll come to the mechanics of that in a moment. When Victor just goes, excuse me a minute, Carissa, as Alexander and Naveen are coming down the stairs, they're saying goodbye to Dr. Farrow, Victor just comes up and starts adjusting things, hugging <laughs> your jacket shut and pull, holding out your overmittens, which we haven't put on, because once you put on your overmitten, it's like you've got sausages for fingers. Probably. You can't do anything, and it's just annoying to wear them. And Alexander, you definitely have your trousers on the wrong way around. <laughs> you've got the you've got the exterior water you've got the under waterproof ones on top of the fur ones. You weren't really he's, paying attention. Who's who's paying more attention to getting the socks in the right place? Socks are perfectly okay. And he has to get the socks the fixed in front, otherwise it wouldn't work. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Extra I can warm. I thought they were uh, oranges, not socks. Oranges. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I, I thought they were... Um, cantaloupes. Uh, cantaloupes. He's <laughs> got a pair of cantaloupes. <laughs> I'm an RAF pilot, damn it. They're damn cantaloupes. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Victor already knows Alexander's dirty secret. Dirty. Um, you fix their clothing... So they don't free to dress on the walk into town. And mm-hmm. you, you allow them to depart. And whilst they're walking into town, you go back to teaching Carissa. Roll okay. your polar survivor. Carissa, roll me your intelligence, please. You need a hard intelligence roll. Come on, be hard, Carissa. What am I rolling? Because uh, apparently my headset wasn't working. Intelligence. Hard intelligence. Come on. You can do it. You can't do it. This works quite well because uh, what I was trying to say before my headset apparently wasn't communicating was uh, before Victor carries on, Carissa takes a moment feeling quite uh, momentarily upset because seeing Alex... Going out into the cold, being ill-equipped to actually deal with the outside. <laughs> She's reminded of the last time Alex went out ill-equipped and that one of the party didn't come back. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me of that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which explains why Carissa's a bit distracted trying to learn this. There you uh, go. You now currently have Polar Survival at one, Carissa. You do not get to roll a dice to add any more. Um, I don't feel uncertain about going out with Alex now at all. It's all right. You like making the characters. Do I have any inkling that Carissa isn't taking too much of this in while doing this lesson? Roll me your psychology. Ha ha, my dumpster. Nope. Yeah, you're teaching her. She's listening. She seems a little bit distracted. But you're going to be with her anyway on this multi For a couple of days, so there's every chance I'll give her a little bit more as we go anyway. And hopefully some polar survival training. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, you, you're going to have to get naked and cuddle up together under some blankets at some point. Uh, Why? She she did not sign up for this. <laughs> Look, one of you is going to fall in a frozen lake and have to take all your clothes off. And like, the only way to save you is to get naked as well. That is not the plan. This is not a James Bond film. 
This is not your sordid fantasies, Russet. Goldfinger. He's the man, the man with the icy touch. <laughs> but he touched too much. Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, everyone's sanity roll. Good, Good God. Real life sanity roll, that is. Right, um, Craig. Your wandering hands. Roll me your dog sledge. Aha. Uh-huh. Your other My dumpster. Sledge. It is. Feel the rhythm. Okay. Um, you get the sledge out. Uh, you have the dogs all ready to go, and it looks good. You get your supplies, you load them on. Two tents, sleeping bags, food. Never mind, this was a fail, not a crit fail. Yep, that dog sledge is a hundred percent ready to go. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Fairbanks, Alexander and Naveen, you are approaching the town. It's lots of uh, there's like two main streets and then a few side streets. There are lots and lots of log huts and log buildings. There's only one stone building you can see, and it looks like the sheriff's office. Uh, you are approaching the town. Do I know where there is a bar? You know where there are seven bars. There are seven, seven bars. bars. There are seven bars in town. There are only seven bars in town. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Alex. I'm gonna, I'm kind of doing a, a weighing up in my head, trying to work out what what bar would suit him best. Tell me your intelligence. Okay. I'm I'm curious as to whether there's a pub that doesn't suit Alexander. Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> three three bars in, you're just chanting, "Show me the way to the next whiskey bar." <laughs> Have we lost Russet? Oh, yeah, I'm just finding the list of, of, uh, the list of bars. The oh, list of sorry. Bars. He's going to find now, like, the one RAF bar in the town. Oh, fuck my life. No, that, okay, that genuinely is a bar. Although they would have to know who, although they would. Oh, that's awkward. Oh no! I don't imagine there would be an RAF bar in Alaska. <laughs> Who knows? They got everywhere. They're like Irish bars. Well, they're not really. One's a country. One's a small subset of the military. Who knows? Russet is a devious, devious soul. He he may decide to get um Alex to roll a luck roll, and then if he crit fails, then it's an RAF bar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Naveen, yeah. you uh, pause, and you can think of the names of all the bars, but you momentarily can't remember who goes to which bar normally. Uh-huh. But there's different groupings. There's the Wailing Stone. Uh-huh. The Inuit Keeper. Yeah. The Polar Bear. Yeah. The Northern Star. Yeah. The Trap Den. Yeah. The bear pit and the underlocker. <laughs> Why do so many of these sound like gay bar? <laughs> just about to... <laughs> Every one of them is a gay bar. 
Okay, hang on, hang on. I need to write those down because oh. that is just golden. The names for those are amazing. Okay, um, give, give me them again. Hang on, I'll send them to you on Telegram. Cool, because those are amazing and I need that list. It is a great list of bars, isn't it? I, I was like coming up with a list of bars for this town and I was like, I think I have stolen most of the gay bars in Soho. <laughs> I was going to say, those are mostly gay bar names, but it's okay. Yeah, it's not until you read them all out loud that you're something like, ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my. What have I done? Like those going. Is the population of this town actually going to be able to reproduce? (laughs) I'll look at Alex and I'll go. "Mm, Yes, I know this place. It's an interesting place because it's called the Bear Pit. I think um, (laughs) it'll be quite well. We're going to to head to the Bear Pit. Don't suppose it has bear in, does it, or or a pit? Sounds awful. Uh, has a, only be, only the bears come on special nights. Um, they tend to have discounts. <laughs> bears, you lead the way discounts? through the streets. There are quite a few people around. Well, it is quiet at this time of the uh, morning. Yeah. You arrive at the bear pit and head inside. There is a gigantic pit in the middle of the main room Love with um, like amphitheaters. There's no one in it at the moment, uh. um, but there are various large stakes. And there is a large, it's almost like a amphitheater archway that leads down, probably to the kennels or storage area. Um, there is a bar around the back of the room, but there's one young girl, she must be about 14, who's sweeping the floors. She stares at you both in utter bafflement. Uh, hello? I, I, I assume, if we, obviously, if we are here somewhat too early. It closed! Uh, uh, d- um, did you need to speak to Dad? He's in bed still. Oh. It's... Alex, do you know what's the t- what's it, what is your time, Alex? Uh, I'll just check. You look at your watch. It's about 11.30. Oh, I do, I have, I do have a wristwatch. Yes! I wanted to double check that. It's 11.33 in the morning. Your, um, your father keeps uh, late hours, I assume? Pubs open till like three a.m. No one does a good brunch on this side of the con- the ocean, do they? It's a, such a What's shame. a brunch? <laughs> you know, sweet chat. Is there any way you might suggest that we could get something to eat? We've just come in from the um, just come into town. Oh, uh, the polar bear. They'll yeah. they'll be serving food. They're attached to the um hotel. Of course, so many, so many bears in the names of bars. Under. I always get. Oh, someone probably sent you here by mistake. Yeah, that happens a lot. There are two bear pubs. We're the best one. I'm sure you are, my dear. I will return later, and perhaps I will, I will prove your point. But for now, we need to get some food. Um, let's, Alex. This is this way. We'll head for the 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 bear. The other one. Polar bear. The polar bear. Uh, the polar bear is in the centre of town. Okay. It's uh, opposite the sheriff's office. Yeah, uh, there is a large hunting lodge. Like it looks like a Swiss hunting lodge, you know, gable roofs and uh, log walls. And inside, uh, there is a reception desk. There are burning log fires. There are little lanterns. There's a door to the left that leads through into the polar bear, which is a large bar full of like leather sofas and uh, a large walnut bar. Hmm. And to the right, there's like you know the restaurant. 
you see Alexis looks this is rather um this is this is quite nice, do you not think? I have to taste the menu and taste the alcohol and see what it's all about, I suppose. Well I, I suggest perhaps we ask some of the staff um about comings and goings of individuals in the, the town first and then perhaps we get something to eat and then try to share its office after. It's just next door after all. Yeah, it's jolly good. So is there a receptionist, you said? Yeah, there is a receptionist. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the receptionist. Is she? Are they older than 14 years old? Um, this receptionist looks to be in her late 50s. Ah, yes, She's good. very primly dressed in a pinstripe suit. This whole Ooh. place, I mean... Fairbanks is quite a rough hunting town, but the, the, this whole place is swanky. As swanky as it gets out here. Naveen is going to kind of case the room and then adjust her kind of bearing and how she will disguise. As, as, uh, as, like, um, Alex. Well, your disguise or appearance? Okay. Is higher. Well, is higher. If, if you have disguise, roll that. Yeah, you adjust the way you're walking. You, you put on that air of sophistication. And it's like I, I kind of do that really short but efficient walk over the, the telling her. Uh, excuse me, uh, Yes, miss. Sorry, uh, I wasn't expecting any guests this morning. Oh, is that not a problem? We are we are just coming um, into the town as, uh, less than 10 minutes ago. I was told that this was a, a proper establishment and I wanted to... Have a look around before perhaps taking a room? Certainly, miss. The uh, Polar Bear is the main hotel here in Fairbanks. Uh, we mostly cater to the, those who can afford the finer things in life. Our clientele tend to be those who have come up for the hunting season or to enjoy the wilds of uh, Alaska. Sadly, most of our staff are currently out retrieving guests who have been caught out in the unclement weather. Ah, do you have a, a, a full house at the moment? Is it a busy season for you? Uh, hunting season. Uh, people huh? like to hunt in the summer, after all. That is, that is true, though it, it does not uh, seem quite so I know. This unseasonable weather. Apparently this happened about 20, 25 years ago. Ah. Uh, you just sometimes get, you know, the wrong wind out of the North Pole and brings all the snow and ice back down. But, of course, I, I assume uh, do you have... Do you have a, a, wide, a, a wide array of guests, or is it mainly Canadians, uh, Americans, or are there uh, perhaps other people like me? Uh, we currently have, uh, she glances at her list, roll me your, no, your fast talk. Bollocks. She pauses, she, she clearly looked down at her, her guest list and she's like, uh, actually... I really can't discuss the clientele's names and ah no, Mademoiselle. I, but I can assure you, we have only the finest of guests. As, as she as she says, that, I'm just going to lean over and hang on. Oh, I'm going to do it anyway. You're gonna I'm just going to put a put a twenty dollar bill. No, do they do twenty dollars? I don't know. You put a bill down. Yeah. I just, um, I, it's underneath my hand. So I'm doing this very, this is very, you know, sophisticated. Roll me your sleight of hand. Okay. Can I have a look at what she's doing? Roll your spot hidden to notice. Oh, she's right next to me. Yeah, but she, you are 
It's pretty obvious what she's doing, Alexander. You have been watching her the whole time. <laughs> love, in in her mind, she's like, yes, French resistance. Ah. But in reality, it's like, ah, just throwing money across the... T- <laughs> um, money, either way. The receptionist looks at the $20 bill and slides it into her sleeve and stands up. I will go and organize a table in the bar for you. I obviously can't tell you anything about the guests, she says, packing the book. But I will, she turns it round so you can see it. I will be right back as soon as I am done getting you a table in the bar. C'est parfait, mademoiselle. Merci beaucoup. And she swans off into the bar. Brilliant. I'm going to look at the guest list. Roll me your spot Bloody no, hell, it's like some kind of mind control or something. I mean, you just spoke to that woman and then you gave her some money and she pissed off and gave exactly what you wanted. Ah, you see, if you know how to fit in in a certain space and you know how to talk, you can get pretty much whatever you want. And also if you have money. Money does always help. Money, yeah. Um, when you're working in polite society, it's money. When you're working with Nazi, well, no, not when you're working with Germans... It's maybe a kosh or a pistol. Um, Either way. All right, I was going to raise an eyebrow if you were like, when you're working with Nazis, I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, it's 1928. Working with Nazis is fine. They're bang up. Yeah, nine. they're the good guys right now. They're pushing back against communism. Oh, fair enough. I apologize for my lack of historical knowledge. <laughs> so, do I have to roll a spot hidden for the book which is in front of me? No, no, I was not thinking. Um, there are a various, a variety of guests. Yeah. Um, most of them, you notice, are there's like a bunch of Americans who are here for big game hunting. There's some Canadians. There are some Russians who come across. There are three Japanese gentlemen who have come up for the hunting, but there is one name that stands out to you. He, he's, uh, he literally, you can see his name like every month when you have a quick flick, like no one else appears more than once. Like uh-huh. they'll have a group of hunters in, they'll go hunting and they'll fuck off. But there is the two names of two people who uh, literally come and visit here once a month. Reinhold Blair. Reinhold Blair. Blair. And I'll spell this A H Z U A K Azwak. Okay. Um Bless you. Can I have a specific? I want to specifically look for the names Harold Franklin, John Marks, um Robert Singleton, um and is it Jack? No, no, yeah, Jack Turner. Oh, and also Daniel McMillan. They are the missing people, aren't they? Uh, they are the missing people and also the writer of the reports. Okay, uh, Daniel McMillan. Uh, sorry, um, Harold Franklin and John Marks uh, both checked in here um, back in May. They were part of a hunting party that had come up from uh, Anchorage. And they were staying here, and it says, you know, hunting party. Uh, But they have not been in since May. Uh, There's no Daniel McMillan. But um, 
George Cuthbert and Andrew Saunders also both checked in in May. So they were clearly all staying here mm. at the Polar Bear before they disappeared. Cool. Uh, I, uh, I point I this out and say it and just kind of point at the names going, these are the people that were missing. And all of them appear to have been in this hotel at the same time. It would be a mystery if there weren't also all of these other customers that stayed here and aren't missing. Uh, it seems suggest it's still a... I mean, and also I this is the only hotel in Fairbanks. Do I know if it is? Is it the only hotel? There are other hotels, but oh, they're okay. More... They're the sort of places a trapper or fur hunter would stay in, you know, lodge houses. I mean, They're it, more boarding houses than hotels. This is the only hotel of, um, that would suit perhaps their, their station, but I still find it interesting that their names are here at the same time. Were well, the two names I noted coming repeatedly in during that time period as well? Roll me your library use as you try to cross-reference them. Uh, do I even have libraries? <laughs> Mm, oh, I do. Oh my god. Um, well Blair and Azuric had been staying here, but they left three days before any of these gentlemen arrived. The um, the two hunters arrived on the seventh of May. Wait, George Cuthbert and. Andrew Saunders arrived on the 7th of May. Hang on. Um, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say they went missing before that. Um, Marks and Franklin arrived at the end of April, checked in April 27th. And then they started going out into the wild on hunting trips. And then they did not come back on the 2nd of May. That was when they, they went out on a hunt and didn't come back. The surveyors, they disappeared. I'm just finding the notes. They disappeared about a week earlier. Well, they went out on their survey on the 15th of April. And then they were supposed to check back in and they didn't. And that was when the surveying office started the hunt. And Reinald and Azuak were in near to, but not at the same time. Yeah, they're... The Azurak and Reinhold were here on the 10th of April. They left on the 12th of April, and they didn't come back until May. Are they in the hotel at the moment? Uh, they are not. I'm going to point out the two other names and the pattern to um, Alex and, and these names. They look, they appear at this hotel every couple of months together and they were close to both of the groups of the missing men what, um, what were they well close in time oh look... okay uh, 
Is there anyone else who has that kind of rhythm? It could just be a coincidence. These are the only ones that appear at this hotel repeatedly. Everyone else is a one-off customer or here for an extended period. These two names appear together every other month, almost regularly. Perhaps we should ask the uh, delightful receptionist about these two people then. I will, perhaps we should go for uh, our, our brunch and uh, inquire of her further while she is there. She is walking back over towards you. Ah, I'm going to I'm going to have uh, turned the book around and closed it. The um, bar has a table ready for you. Absolutely, Papa uh, um, Messi. Uh, if you don't mind, I I have some more uh, questions to inquire about your hotel uh, after we've had some food. I I don't want to pressure your time too much uh, oh, right now. Oh, well, I um, will come. What is your name, man, Madame? Oh, Louise. Louise. I am Nevini. So I'm enchanté. Oh, that's a lovely you. name. Oh, merci beaucoup. It's um the one that my mother gave me. It, um, it serves me well enough. Well, Alexander Anderson like pushes his hand between the ladies to shake and, hers. Um, yes, this is my uh, my colleague Alexander. Oh, I know you. You were in the newspaper. He's a pilot, in fact. You're um, with uh, that uh, expedition chap from uh, Anchorage, um, Elwood thingy. Oh, Dr. you've Hamilton, heard of him. Yes. It's going to be Time Man of the Year, don't you know? (laughs) I heard, yes, it was in the newspaper. Um, You're his pilot. Yes, yes, I'm the pilot for the expedition. I thought Dr. Bower's expedition was staying at the hunting lodge outside of town. As we are, but you see, um, I like a bit more uh, refined company, as it were, and I figured it'd be nice to get a little bit of a... Oh, yes, I understand, darling. You don't want to spend all that time with these rough gentlemen. She gives Alexander a wink. Ah, you, we always need a little bit of our own space, do we not? Okay, she shows you to a table in the bar. She hands you over to uh, Carl, the barman. Carl, the barman. Yep, he's what a nice... What's her name again? I'm going to write it down. So Louise. 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 Uh, Carl is the barman on duty. It looks like she's had to go and rustle someone up to be on duty because there aren't anyone else in here. Uh, but he takes your orders for drinks and food. Oh, meanwhile, across town, Carissa and Victoria. Um, Blue. Victor, even, sorry, not Hello. Victoria. Victoria! <laughs> Everyone's getting gender bent now. Oh. <laughs> uh, you are all ready to head out on your polar expedition. Okay. Uh, Dr. Barrow is going to see you shortly. Or see you when you get back. Elwood comes down and sees you off. and He's going to stay here with the doctor and maybe do some photography to take his mind off things. Is it mm-hmm. just a day trip or is it is it a multiple You're going to be day? out for a couple of days. You've got to go to the fossil site, which is at least um, a day's journey away. And then it's another two days after that to find the Inuit camp. Uh, I've um I given the recent uh encounters of various things I've made sure to bring my gun. Can I question to make sure that we've got everything or is it assumed that we've got everything? So we'd need tents I would imagine or sleeping arrangements. We can't yeah, just you, sleep you in. You loaded all that onto the Okay. 
I, I mentioned that when you rolled dog sledge. Okay. You've loaded tents, food, oh. clothing, equipment, everything you need. Considering just how cold it's got, Mm-hmm. Would it just be normal trail rations, or would we actually need pemmican at this point? You've got potentially. Pemmican, you've got trail rations. You've got okay. burners. You've got everything you need to heat food up and cook it. Mm-hmm. Um, roll your dog sledge again. <laughs> uh, I will use one luck. Don't roll it. You'll spill everything. The problem when you have is. You weren't expecting snow like this, and the dog sledge is now too heavy to move. Oh. <laughs> what is there that we cannot take for this journey, then? Carissa? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, she is like 150 pounds, at least. But she needs to go to the fossil site, The though. problem is, because of the unnatural snowy weather, um, you're going to need a bigger sledge than the ones you hired, because you were supposed to be sledging over grassland with minimal polar survival gear, because it wasn't, it was July, and those were the uh, sledges that you hired. With all of this extra gear... Is it not possible to modify these sledges to have larger skis or something? Not easily, you you need a big... And with all of this extra gear, there's nothing you want to leave behind for your polar survivaling out there in the snow. So you are just going to have to get a bigger sledge. Okay, I, I turn to Dr. Barron and say, we need a bigger sledge. <laughs> this one will sink in the snow currently. I now need you to say that again the next time we see the Yig and go, you're going to need a bigger sledge. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one thinking Charles <laughs> just then. Uh, can we hire John Williams to do our soundtrack for this game? I'm not uh, sure we can afford him. Is he? Does he go on Fiverr very often? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure in the current climate he'll probably be. Him. Dr. Nah. Barrow looks at you when you say you need a bigger sledge. He's like, oh. Um, he points at one of the outbuildings. I think that's the sledge garage. Oh. Um, he goes and gets some keys and um, comes back and he's like, yes, this place is like equipped for like really rich people to go hunting for. Um he unlocks the shed and it's like, yes, sledges. Winter sledges, summer sledges. Wonderful. Maybe those are the other way around. Is it the other way around? It is the other way around. <laughs> it is the other way around, Doctor, but you spotted it yourself. Hey, I'm learning about this polar survival malarkey. Um, how's Carissa doing, by the way? Is she, she ready to survive on her own under the snow when you have to... I'll ask you this, Doctor. Do you think you would be happy to try and survive out in the snow after a single lesson? Probably not, but she seems like a smart girl. Either way, I will stay with her for the time being. Yes, Because I don't want her to her. die. I also don't want her to die. I don't want anyone else to die. Exactly. One expedition member. Oh, Sam. Why did you go out on your own? Is he just going to dissolve into tears and binge eating for the next day? He looks a bit sad and wistful and he goes back inside, leaving you. I give him a pat on the shoulder as he leaves. 
the awkward pat of a shoulder that any man gives another man Dr. when they have no idea what to say. He's just going to develop an alcohol problem where we're all away. We're going to come back and he's going to be <laughs> utterly pissed on lying in the middle of the table with cognac bottles all around him. With a little shrine of Sam built out of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll your polar survival, please. No, roll me your strength, Victor. My strength? Oh, I'm a dumpster. You heave down a winter sledge. It's twice the size of the light summer sledge you hired in Anchorage. And then you start mutter about the waste of hiring sledges in Anchorage when he was hiring a frigging hunting lodge that came with them. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it, it clearly had only just occurred to him that, oh, yeah, I hired a hunting lodge. It must come with stuff. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, you literally heave this sledge down and... Are you going to ask Carissa to help you repack it, or are you going to do it yourself? Um, I don't want Carissa to feel like she's just standing around. I want to involve her. So, yeah, I do ask her if she wants to. I would be happy to help. I mean, you know, learning how to correctly pack and balance a sledge is probably good information to learn, especially as we might need to do this in a hurry Many times. Quite a few okay, times, yeah. Greg, roll your polar survival and your dog sledge. Carissa, roll me your intelligence at hard. My dog sledge isn't brilliant, so you might not learn a lot from this. Oh, I actually hey. got a pass, finally. Yay. I didn't get a hard success, though. Grumble. Okay, I'm just taking control of your character sheet, Carissa. Well... Polar survival is now Your two. dog sledge is at one. Oh, I have dog sledge. Okay. And your polar survival is now at two. <laughs> I yeah. was right. Uh, my polar learning? survival is... I, I <laughs> now have... doubled. I was going to say, my polar <laughs> survival is now 100% better than it was. Yeah, exactly. Um, fucking yeah, progress you are making progress you know, it's not easy to learn these things in a day and you get distracted playing with the huskies slow and steady wins the race but yes you have repackaged this winter sledge for winter um, roaming attached uh, doggies you've packed a polar fur bundled carissa into the passenger's bit <laughs> you know the bit where they sit and you stand on the back <laughs> so long as he hasn't got confused and packed her in with the rest of the luggage. I mean, you said this has. More or less the same bit, yeah. This, this muffled whimpering of, I can't quite breathe like that. I mean, it is pretty much the same bit. Yeah, except she's sat upright if you do it right. Yeah. You are sat upright. Literally. You're sat upright near Victor's feet. Uh, you depart heading southeast towards Mount Hayes and the Tama the Tanana River. It's like banana, but with a T. Tanana. Oh, oh, just... Tanana. Bamba. Tanana. Okay. Tanana. <laughs> See, I was just going Tanana Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your navigate, Victor. My navigate. Oh, I'm having flashbacks now. Victor. Hey! 
Oh, yeah, poor cat. It all went wrong that first time Victor got lost. I was going to say, like, first the last the game, time... It was, wasn't it? And I failed. <laughs> Critically failed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was glorious. Anyway, this time you don't get lost. It's very hard to not go southeast towards the mountain. Because it's a fucking mountain. <laughs> yes. But I got a hard success. I feel like I should be doing good because I'm doing good. Not you because it's good. easy. You're, you're on the correct path. You're finding the easy route through the snow. Uh, you are traveling through a literal winter wonderland. Uh, it's actually quite pleasant. It is quite pleasant. Uh, Carissa, Victor, it, this is quite fun, actually, racing along on the dog sledge. The vistas are amazing. And somehow, every time you like climb a hill, there's a sweeping vista that just takes your breath away and makes you feel like singing like a Disney princess. I'm sure I can hear sleigh bells somewhere, but I don't know why. You probably hear the sleigh bells attached to the sledge. Yeah. That or they just... Yeah, okay. We'll go with that. Uh, (laughs) But you both travel for the day. It's actually a really nice day. You both get two sanity points. Yay! That's because it's a really nice day. It's nice to take the scenic route. It is. You are a little bit taking the scenic route, but Victor's also somehow making the scenic route be the fast route. Nice. And you should be at the foothills of Mount Hayes this evening, uh, near the dig site. Perfect. This is good. Look at you guys making progress. Yeah. You're making progress too. You found some mysterious plot. And now you're having brunch. Roll your brunch. I don't have a brunch stat, sorry. Roll your appearance. Can I roll my acting? You can. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Rip. (laughs) Hang on. Two seconds. (laughs) Oh, apparently I've spilt something. Or, or if I made like a faux pas, like I said, sir, to a lady. <laughs> you, you have no manners is what the problem is. You're an RAF boy. That's true. That is very you, true. You eat the nosh. Naveen's all like dainty with knives and forks. You're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the boys. Ah, almost overtly masculine. Uh, but you have a nice bunch. Can is is the has Carl come over and been nearby at any point? Yeah, he's shuttling back and forth as you need him, uh, bringing uh, you brunch, drinks, cake. I'm going to kind of um, lean forwards in my chair, elbows on the table, and and go, oh, Carl, can I uh, can I ask you a question? You might be able to help me. Oh, of course, Mum. Um, uh, one moment, sir. Sir, did you want more coffee with that? Yes, please. He, he, he pours, uh, starts pouring Alexander a coffee really slowly. Uh, what can I help with, Miss? I was, I'm, I'm thinking about staying in the hotel. Um, obviously, we came to have lunch to see what it was like. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious. I'm hoping to meet up with some uh, friends of mine who I'm aware are relatively regular guests of your um, establishment. I was wondering, perhaps. If you had seen them recently or knew when they might be likely to return? Uh, yes. Do you know their names? 
Oh, of course. Um, one is uh, Monsieur Renaud Blair, and the other is Auzac. Oh, Mr. Blair. Um, yeah, he's the um, uh, aerodrome manager down towards and George. Ah, yes. I was wondering. He, he told me he comes here quite regularly, and I was hoping I could surprise him by meeting him. Um, ooh. He's probably due sometime in the next few days. Perfect. I'll do my best to give him a surprise um, and pop in and see him when he is here. Thank you very much. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Azwak is he? Oh, he always comes to Mr. Blair. He's like old Inuit guy. I see. I think he works with him at the Aerodome. He must be like nearly 80, though. Oh, they've been, quiet, uh, though. I believe there's, uh, they've been pretty good friends for quite some time, so it would not surprise me if they are together. Well, I think Alzac belongs to the uh, Bears of the North. I see. And uh, he travels up from his like Inuit village, and Mr. Blair comes up from Endurance, and they have a meeting. Ah, I mean, it's a, it's a one thing together. Trip. Yeah, I mean, there isn't really anywhere like this in Endurance. Endurance is pretty much just a crossroad and some shacks. I mean, you do have a, a wonderful hotel, considering how far away from everything it is. It's, um, well, we get like, a lot of hunters up here, you know, not just yeah. the people who are hunting the furs to sell. Well, like, Carl, thank you so much for your help. You have been people. a wonderful assistance. I will hopefully be more, able to... Uh, I'm not quite sure what these are called. Little cakes? As a pâtissier, uh, um, yes, um, I would love a few more, please. Yeah, I'll go get you some. Merci, Carl. Oh, your lesson? lesson. Both of us, or just Yeah, yeah you can both roll listen. I've got ears. Uh, you both hear uh, Carl push open the door to the kitchen and... Oi! Greg! More of the little cakes for the French woman! <laughs> and by God, I think we're going to need more bacon. That that British guy is eating it. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffing himself out here and then the door swings shut. Oh, oh well, Greg, um... the mastermind behind everything, I see. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hear him trying to, like... Pass on notes about me, but no, he's just complaining about how much bacon Alex is eating. You see, the problem with Call of Cthulhu is the players convince themselves that everyone other than themselves is a cultist. Yeah. When in actual fact, it's still a world populated by perfectly normal people. It's worse than that. They themselves are more likely to be the cultists than the people they suspect of being the cultists. Yes, Sam. Aren't they ying? <laughs> I, I was not a dark witch. <laughs> the spirits of the universe literally called you a dark witch. Well, they were wrong, okay? Fake news. <laughs> I think I think the dark wish uh, dark witch doth protest too much. <laughs> wow. I didn't know it was going to summon a demon. Well, it was a spell in Call of Cthulhu. What did you think? <laughs> you, you, you really should have read the instructions. <laughs> the instructions were very vague. It's so it's the... not it's not like buying a power supply off eBay. There are instructions, I'm sure. <laughs> oh. I think the instructions were stand outside and read these words. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, you are enjoying a lovely brunch. Are you two doing anything else? Um, 
Uh, I'm going to uh, ask um, Carl or Louise or whoever. Um, Carl. Well, whoever. Carl is serving you. Yeah, okay. I'll ask Carl to um, see if he knows anything about how, about the uh, the missing people and quote their names and, and stuff like that. And basically say, oh, do you know anything about them? We're going to sit back and act entirely uninterested in this conversation. No, I'm afraid not, miss. I don't think... Uh, sir? Sir? <laughs> I don't think I ever met them. Uh, oh, um, we're, we're not working back in... Uh, well, I'm back in April? I'm, I'm not normally on the bar, you see. I'm oh, only on the bar this morning because, you know, most people are out rescuing rich people from suddenly being snowed in. Do you know who might have been on, uh, on the oh. bar... Let me think. Um, I really can't remember off the top of my head. Um, can I see if he's talking bollocks? Roll your psychology. It's going to be weird, actually, having some psychology in your Sons of Yog Uh You have no reason to doubt him. Naveen, you can also roll your psychology. Okay. I'm pretending to be paying no interest, but I will actually be paying attention. I figured you might be actually paying attention. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he seems to genuinely not know anything about this. Uh, Louise might. She knows everything. Uh, she practically runs the place. The manager, well, he's the owner. He's like 70. He's a granddad. How far is our table to the reception? And can I see Louise at reception? Uh, you can't see her from here, but if you you, know, you lean over, you look out the door, you can see she's at reception. Okay. She's yeah, but you're Alex as well. Wouldn't you just go, Louise? That's exactly literally what? exactly what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to look at the, 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 the example that Naveen gave him of how to actually get people to tell him you what you want and then completely ignore it. Oh, yeah. Because you're a woman. Because you're a woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really hard to play this character the way I wanted to, and I find your character so odious. <laughs> oh, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad you I, hate my character. I'm so glad I paired you up with Alex now. It's the best dynamic. Naveen is being all like, investigator! And Alex is like, bombastic! <laughs> Tell me everything! <laughs> Louise! <sighs> there is a small pause, and then she appears. Yes, Mr. Anderson? I, I've been told that you run everything here. Mighty fine job you do as well, apparently. But uh, I was curious as to whether you know much about the uh, the... the, the Folks that went and disappeared themselves, a crew of surveyors and a, a hunting team near the end of April, or mid-April to the end of April. I really couldn't discuss guests' personalities and personal business, miss, sir, with, um, I keep calling you miss because you're a woman, Foxy. Stop confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm should, should, I get, look- should I get a moustache? Oh, should I get well, my look- own... <laughs> You need a fake moustache for these games. Yeah, <laughs> I will find a fake moustache for these games. So I'm looking at the um, the webcam when I'm talking to you, and I'm like, oh, it's Foxy, it's a woman. I'm like, no, her character is a man. Wait. It's a woman in disguise. <laughs> and they're making it even more complicated. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I really can't discuss. Uh, oh, um, can't you? Compliment. And like, I, I, <laughs> I produce some money. <laughs> she raises her eyebrow. Are you trying to bribe me, sir? Yes. Naveen makes eye contact with Louise while this is happening and just rolls her eyes in the slowest and most... Otherwise, the facial features are entirely like, smooth, but her eyes just roll slowly as she kind of makes eye contact and... Come along now, be, be a good sport. It's a fair amount of money. <laughs> Carl, I think Mr. Anderson would like more coffee. She sends Carl off when she turns and walks back to reception. Alex, uh, you just wait here. I um, I think I mean may need to go and be a a bit more diplomatic. Uh, Do you take Alex's gigantic watch of cash? <laughs> I I lean in and I take two notes off the top and go, I can get this uh, smoother, though perhaps a little easier than you expected. Uh, well, you know, women's talk and all that. Uh, I'm sure you're perfect exactly. for it, we yes. Know, we, we know how to communicate with each other and, and get these things done. Whereas, you know, perhaps you men, a little bit too much to the point, uh, it causes um, communication breakdowns, that is all. I will be one moment. Uh, you took $50. Cool. And I've headed out to reception. Hey, you head over to Louise. She is she's gone through the frosted glass door into her office, but the door is slightly ajar. She's sitting at her desk. I'm going to first of all, so I'm going to act as if I'm pretending that I'm not upset, but I am in fact upset as I knock on the door. Uh, come in, uh, Miss Wouchard. Uh, madam, I am terribly sorry for my companion. He is... Try I... to bribe me in front of my staff, Miss Wouchard. He is, he is an ingrate. I, I cannot put it in any other wording. He is a... He's British. He is. They're all I... the same. They are, are they not? I mean, we... we, we... There's these strange expectations that the British are the height of society and are polite and and adroit, but look at that thing. Anyway, I I came to apologise. You've seen so much. the caterpillar he has on his top lip. It is quite. She motions for you to push the door shut. Uh, on the sled, Victor uh, feels momentarily uh, affronted for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I attempt to listen on this? Sadly, they are in an office on the another uh. room. I should, no, it is it is quite a, a anyway thing is it not make it worth my while and i'll tell you what you need to do mr shard um, tell you what here's all of the money i took off of him which he will not get back and therefore we can have a chat on uh, his dime as it were yeah uh, that's much more like it how do you put up with him? He's so misogynistic and odious. He's been staring at my ankles since I arrived. He's at least, at the very least, he is at least a, a good pilot, and that is about all I can I can say. Um, beyond um, that, I unfortunately do not make the hiring decisions for our party. Uh, well, I've heard Doctor Barrow is a good chap, and that uh, Mister Hamilton sounds nice. I'd love to meet him. He's apparently in the running for Time Man of the Year. Have you heard? <laughs> I heard he's up against some Indian chap. 
Yes, uh, Ma- Ma- Mahatma Gandhi, I think. Ma- Ma- yeah, uh, well, clearly, Mr. Doctor Doctor Hamilton, I heard. Anyway, I'm doctor. sure he will do far better. And anyway, Victor I... was there too. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I hate to say, but I, am, I too, I'm somewhat curious about the disappearance of these gentlemen that um, my colleague uh, mentioned I don't know around town. Hmm. Well, I've seen you around town. Yes, I've been in the region for a while. In fact, that is why uh, Dr. Hamil- um, Dr. Barr has hired me as part of the team. They have recently moved up to, to the lodge um, just outside of town, and they wanted someone... It's a nice the- lodge. Some really weird rich people like to hire that place. I have noticed. It has a strange decor. Um, there's this one guy. Uh, he's just... Really British and up himself. Really? Who's hired the lodge? Mm, yeah, he hires it nearly every year. You know, oh, November? What was, do you know his name? Perhaps I've heard of him before. Oh, another British man to avoid. Uh, yeah, uh, his name... Sorry, I've lost his name. That's right. It's Alexander. (laughs) Eddie. Most people call him Eddie. And he's always got this string of floozies with him. Ah, oh, British floozies, I imagine. Roll your intelligence. Uh, yeah, British floozies, American floozies, Canadian floozies. There's this one German woman he had with him the other week. Oh, well, man. when they were here last year. <clears throat> Sorry, who's Eddie? He's apparently a rich guy who regularly hires the lodge that we're staying right. in every November. Print your telegram. You think you know who she's talking about. Okay, hang on. I'm just writing a note myself. Ah, I see. Um, yeah, I say as the British they do in fact get around as it's as it were. Um, I believe I know the gentleman who you are uh, referencing. Yeah, it's and hold some really ultra parties out there. Well, um, hopefully I will not find any evidence of that kind of party. Uh, but to our topic at hand, my do you know anything about these these gentlemen that are oh, yes, a, a poor end? Well, I know the hunters. The two mm. young boys, uh, well, young boys, I call them young boys, young men, must have been in their late 20s. They came up from Anchorage several times a year, and they were going to go hunt around Mount Hayes. They said they'd seen something, something big in the snow. Um, like they, they said it was like a bear, but bigger, like twice More the like size a polar bear. <laughs> And they were heading down Mount Hayes Way, and they were going to hunt it. And we never saw them again. They never came back. I suppose any uh, rescue parties went out in that direction? 
yeah, I'm afraid we didn't find anything. There was no safe trace of their sledge. They found nothing. They're just buried under the snow or the ice somewhere. Such a shame. So young as well. They've either run into something up the mountain, fell off a cliff, or they possibly they just went through the ice fording the Tanana River. There isn't really a um, safe fjord. A lot of people who head out into the countryside make that mistake. They try to cross the ice, and it's not very thick. Well, at this time of year, I guess it would be a bit thicker right now due to she looks out the window, all of this ice and snow. It is um, somewhat peculiar, is it not? It's and very unseasonal. What about the, the surveyors, the older gentlemen? Um, oh, they were very nice, very polite. They were going to go, they were surveying to the north, um, northeast of Fairbanks, maybe further north. Uh, they're planning to open up, an, well, a new settlement up on the junction of the Porcupine River. I see. Um, they were heading out that way. And I take it again, they head out on their recent trip and they not return. Yeah, I mean, they were right up by the Arctic Circle. Well, beyond the Arctic Circle is where they were heading. So I can only assume, well, you know, it's always winter up there. It's not safe. Oh, well, you have been a wonderful help. And I before they deployed I, the I, National Guard to search for them, but they weren't searching very long. No? For how long do you think? A huge amount of time or, or not? <sighs> For this kind of search, if you haven't found them in the first week. I see. Especially north of the circle. Mm. Well, I, Louise, your time has, has once again been incredibly helpful. And you, I must extend my apologies to my um, my colleague. I will now return to his um, questionable company and we will be out of your hair relatively soon. But I do hope I get to see you again and I will come back and enjoy your conversation and your hotel. Oh. I look forward to seeing you soon. And if possible, I will leave Alex behind. Alex, what have you been doing whilst uh, Naveen has been off soothing the feathers? Uh, smoking, drinking, eating. Um, I guess that's about it. <laughs> Carl pops out after Naveen's been gone for about five minutes. Like, need anything else, sir? Uh, no, well, uh, I suppose, uh, I suppose, more, a bit more, uh, another top of brandy, perhaps, and, uh, 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 have you got any more of that delightful bacon? Uh, Greg's frying you some more bacon as we speak, sir. Ah, marvellous. Um, he brings over the, a new unopened bottle of whiskey. We have this, sir. It's quite expensive. No one normally asks for it. It's from 18... 18- 72? Oh, God. Why are you saying, oh, God? Alex is going to be like, yes, I'll have the whole bottle. It's a thousand dollars. How much exactly is expensive here? Uh, it's $40 a glass, sir. I'll have a glass. He pours you a glass of $40 a glass whiskey. Jesus, in those days as well, that's, that's a lot. lot. I mean, I was about to say, I've had some whiskey that's cost about that per glass before, and I thought, wait a minute, conversion? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is about 400 quid a glass. Um, yeah, Alex doesn't uh, know much about whiskey. Um, <laughs> he just he, drinking much of it. <laughs> he prefer, he's a brandy man. He prefers ah, brandy. True, true. 
Um, uh, he just drinks it, but he just he just necks it. Oh, <laughs> Naveen too is happening. Uh, no, she's in the you, office. Yeah, oh. in the office when this is happening. I can oh. see Craig's face though. <laughs> Craig is the whiskey man. <laughs> Craig, Craig on the sled gets another twinge. Like, what is that? <laughs> What's going on? Okay. Meanwhile, on the sledge, uh, um, Victor and Carissa, you have had a pleasant day. The mountain Hayes is looming high above you. Don't you Victor- feel lovely about heading to Mount Hayes, Carissa? <laughs> I'm sure nothing terrible is here. <laughs> You say that in a really odd way. <laughs> yes, yes, I did, didn't I? <laughs> uh, yes, Victor, I am sure it's going to be lovely. Victor has led you straight to the place Dr. Barrow marked on the uh, map. Yes. This is where his colleague... Um... Ooh. <laughs> That's a... Strange name, is it? <laughs> Nepalese. I'm, I'm not quite sure how to spell that. <laughs> I think I think I think there was an apostrophe in there somewhere, potentially an yeah. umlaut. Several. Might be finished. Uh, this is the area that Dr. Christiansen and Alex Dutton were going to excavate well, had started excavating during their archaeological expedition. Um, hmm. um it does that you can see um this is essentially one of the that this is where they should have been. There, there, there are you can see a rock face that has been partially excavated, Carissa. Uh, you can see there are some collapsed tents, some work tables. This does look like an abandoned dig site. After all, they went back to Anchorage for supplies, sent messages to Doctor Barrow with their discovery, and then disappeared on the way back. Supposedly. So hmm. these the, these people have been sort of working for Dr. Barrow? Uh, they were Dr. Barrow's friends. He wasn't working with them at the time. But when they went missing, he kind of picked up their flag and is going to continue their research and find out what happened to them. Excellent, which means they, don't, they won't mind me nicking use of the workbench. Brilliant. Okay. And claiming They're all these dead. Discoveries don't worry about them. <laughs> you, can, you can claim these discoveries for yourself and make them a footnote. Yay. Okay. okay uh, what are you doing first? It is late evening. Well, late afternoon, and the snow clouds are drifting back. When um, you say back, do you mean back away from us or back towards us? They're rolling in from the north again. Yeah, I start preparing the camp for a potential blizzard. Are uh, you going to have Carissa help you? Uh, or are you going to let her wander off in science? I'm gonna get her to help me. Our survival takes precedence over the science. Absolutely. I can't set anything up today anyway if if we're about to hunker down for a blizzard, so Okay. Uh both uh both of you roll polar survival. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? Oh I am all thumbs and legs. You're following, you don't make any catastrophic disasters, you're following Victor's instructions. You've got uh, three tents, there's a large work tent where, with a table in it and everything where you can actually sit upright, and then there are two much smaller tents for sleeping in. 
Um, you build the tents. You, uh, Victor has you help him dig a corral for the dogs. Essentially massive cubes of almost like an embankment of snow that you then, you know, cover with tarpaulin so the dogs have got somewhere nice to sleep. Um, um, are there are there any uh, before before the weather really settles in? Once we've got like the tents and everything set up, um, before we do settle down, um, can I just check the work area in case there's any useful knickknacks, paddywhacks, okay. give a dog a bones just all lingering around that I can sort of avoid being destroyed by the blizzard? You can do that whilst Craig rolls dinner. How do I roll dinner? <laughs> Tupperware. Sorry, what? I didn't hear that, Russet. Survival? Tupperware? Uh, I don't have survival because, as I told you last game, you told me I just needed polar survival. Yeah, yeah, roll that. Okay, okay. Just making it clear. Yeah, you you fill, you get inside the big tent, the one you can stand up in. You turn on the gas burner. You fill a tub full of water. You drop a block of pemmican into it. You add in some fresh vegetables you brought with you. You give it some stirring. You're going to make a nice pemmican stew. What is pemmican? I'm not convinced the word nice comes in there, really, but it will keep us going. Uh, Pemmican is like all the essential fats and oils and uh, proteins that they believe you need to survive in the Arctic. Oh god, it's gonna taste like it's shit. basically trail mix mixed into fucking minced meats with extra added fats and oils, I believe. Lovely. Dog food then, uh, basically. It's not far off it, no. <laughs> is is this a good time to point out that Carissa's vegan? No, she isn't. <laughs> if she is, she's going to die. <laughs> okay. No, she, so. she she is unfortunately. She, Oh wow. She she she's perfectly fine. She would not be cooking bacon if she was. True. Oh god, sanity check for everyone because we've been eating vegan bacon. No, it's oh. not vegan bacon, it's fine. Okay, so uh pemmican is dried meat, uh dried fish. Dried fruits. Um, Dried flavour. Very strange flavour. Rendered fat, a.k.a. tallow, or um, any kind of fat you've got to hand. I was going to say, don't they make candles with tallow? Yeah. Yeah, they can do. Essentially, think of it as a block, and someone has taken some nice dried berries, some really nice jerky, and then... Preserved it as a block in a block of fat and soil, oh, and then ruined it. Basically, <laughs> it's like so, aspic. So it looks like one of those shitty off-brand Yankee candles that's got like bits of fruit and crap suspended in it. Yeah, before it's cooked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank God. And technically, I... it probably doesn't need cooking, but it's more edible this way. Yeah, the dogs <laughs> don't get it cooked. Thank, thank God I snuck a couple of large bottles of brandy into the uh, the sled. <laughs> you know, this delicious food just preserved in gelatinous, oozing oils and fat. 
Why didn't we just bring bacon? That's rolls? literally just dog food you've copied there, isn't it? <laughs> That's aspic. That's All a right. 1970s delicacy that you'd serve at house parties. All right, okay. If you say so. There are many things at 1970s house parties you would never serve again. <laughs> yeah. Isn't one of them like, um, a, I'm sure I saw from the 1970s or something, a recipe for doing a lobster firmador completely in a microwave from oh. scratch. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, whilst Victor is cooking your delicious food, Carissa, roll me your archaeology. Rolling, rolling, archaeological is... Is it past? No! How At least I... it wasn't a crit. It nearly was. How yeah. did I fail that? I'm literally the walking archaeologist. <laughs> your one job. Your one job, and we finally get to it. Um, there's nothing on the work table at all. Uh, there are a couple of tools, but they are rusted and rotten from being left outside for months on end. Uh, <sighs> there does look like there might want have been papers, but um, there's just a sodden mass of snow-melted, covered papers. So I'm afraid there's nothing recoverable from their work table. The table itself is solid. That's good. Well, at least the table's good for, like, tomorrow. Hopefully. Do you want to go look at the dig site? Or are you going to... The the light is fading as the snow clouds are descending. I was going to say, how close are we to... uh... It's a couple of minute walk away. They're right on top of it. No, I mean, how close is the blizzard from descending upon us and oh, catching us? Oh, roll your natural world. <laughs> Can I rock my natural world instead? No, uh, you're going to go have sex with Victor. Damn. <laughs> straight, you straight need down. consent from both parties. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's rape. Did I? Hang on, did I roll that? Because I clicked. It did hasn't it... come through. <laughs> Uh, you've got plenty of time. It's just snow and the tent is right there. You'll be fine. Oh, I hate you, Russell. <sighs> it's cat all over again. What is it with dead girls in the snow with you, Russell? Seriously. You... <laughs> Did you fall asleep <laughs> watching The Shining or something? Seriously. Hey, Carissa, you wander up to the dig site. Roll me your archaeology. Oh, I might be able to get a tick this time. Yes! Um, You're having a look. You can see where they've been chipping away at this rock. And there is definitely a bone. It looks like a segmented leg bone. So so, so like two pieces. Um, They haven't exposed the foot yet, so you can't really see that. But uh, the lower bone must be at least the size of your torso. And it's definitely a leg bone. Well, this is a good place to start as any tomorrow. Um, I Light uh, flakes of snow are drifting down. Mount Haze has disappeared behind the clouds. And snow is starting to swirl down as the wind howls down the bare slopes of the mountain. I decide to make a quick return to the tent. 
Roll your spot hidden as you turn away from the big site. Oh no. It's not just success, it's hard success. I'm no not worst sure. kind. You see something moving up oh. the mountain slope. I run faster to the tent. It's just a silhouette, a large silhouette. It must be a couple of miles away up the mountain. But you run into the tent <laughs> to find the Victor cooking. He's got a whole bunch of herbs and spices and he's shaking them into this thing that he's cooking. It smells meaty. I don't know what's more worrying. What's in that pot or what's outside? But was that um, out loud? Yes. Um, uh, uh, whatever do you mean, Carissa? This is our food. Our food should not be worrying. On the other hand, what do you mean, what's outside? <laughs> the facial expressions are so good. <laughs> um, if, if you'd come to me, like, two weeks ago and said there was a random shadow a couple of miles away that looked a bit wibbly. I would have not really thought much about it and thought maybe you had been on the vapors. But now, with everything that's going on, I just don't know. Um, when I you say of... a bit wibbly, what do you mean, Carissa? Please give me specifics. It it was a silhouette. How large? Um, how large was it, Russell? Uh, in your head, massive. It was gigantic. It's coming down the side of the mountain towards you. It must have been the size of an elephant. It was impressive. Large. <laughs> dominating. <laughs> scary. Okay. Um, in which case, I'm assuming uh, from my sheer level of polar survival, I would guess it's probably a case of turn off all the lights and hunker down so that whatever it is just passes by if it's a normal wild animal, Yeah. As long as it's not attracted by all these delicious meaty smells. Or, yeah, but there's nothing yeah. we can do about the delicious meaty smells eat it, right now. Eat it really fast. Other than just eat it really fast, <laughs> yes. Yes, there isn't much we can do about the heat. Yes, but turning off the lights and hunkering down and hoping it just sods off and doesn't eat the dogs. Yeah, okay. Uh, I say, Clarissa, we need to stay very quiet, turn all the lights off, get this food eaten... So that it's not being too smelly for too long. Then then whatever it is should just pass on by, okay? Okay. Um Okay. Is is the floor of the tent actually covered or is it just bare it's ground? Canvas. It's what canvas with rugs oh. canvas floor. Oh okay. I was gonna otherwise suggest like we can bury what we don't eat. You know, just dig a hole and I don't know why I'm doing a hand gesture below the camera, but I'm basically <laughs> dig a hole and just stick it in. Sadly, the tent has canvas. You turn the lights off and you sit there in the dark. Eating um, fast yet quiet. Eating to save your life. <laughs> I've got this horrible feeling of deja vu for poor Kring. Yeah, that's why the face is literally exactly what happened with Cat. Except this time I didn't fail anything. I just knew I was walking into an obvious trap from the beginning. You hunker down in the darkness. The wind howls on the outside of the tent. You hear the dogs occasionally snuffling and whimpering. 
and the gentle pattering of snow on the tent. Everything is dark. It's difficult eating in the cold. There's no bread, there's no hot drinks. And there's just the wind howling. whispering howling of the snow blowing over Mount Hayes as you hunker down in the dark. Oh, you'll listen. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am all ears. Oh, thank God I'm useless. <laughs> I'm going to send Craig a message. Oh, I'm going to watch. Click on his face. Let's watch it. There we go. <laughs> I need to see some of this cring. Oh yeah, look at that cring face. <laughs> Russet lives for this. I'm I'm not stuck in a tent now with a mad chef, am I? Because <laughs> I'm quite sane. I'm just worried about what's going to happen to us. Cring hears Sam's voice outside the tent. <laughs> um, from what I have heard, do I have any idea about size? <laughs> <laughs> Big. Tiny. It's it's not far away. It's small. It's oh no! (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a crit. You lose four sanity, Victor. I thought I was actually up, thankfully, this episode. But no, no, of course not. (sighs) I. Try and look at Carissa to see if she seems to have heard anything. She's hunched over her bowl of stew with her earmuffs on because it's chilly. I'm very silently eating stew. I would have thought we'd have finished eating by now, surely. (laughs) No, you you can't rush and be quiet. (laughs) But while it was far away, we should have bolted it down. You said keep quiet. <laughs> you, you said it was miles away still. I said it was very big <laughs> and moving fast. <laughs> well, I'm imagining that Victor will have eaten at Kring speeds. Ah, so I'm yeah. done. You're done. Carissa is not done. She's hunched over her bowl, still eating. I'm um, lady. Is this where you die as a result of At shit? this point, I reach out and take her spoon away from her. So she doesn't scrape it against the bowl by chance. And I just put my finger to my mouth. <laughs> well, you're spot hidden, Carissa, to see what you can if you can make this out in the oh, dark, dark tent. God. <laughs> oh, yes. You can see everything. 
and Carissa, I'm sending you a message. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Through the tent flap, you spy Gribblies. There may be trouble ahead. So, so how I, do you I... feel to encounter the Yig twice, <laughs> like in, in in this point where you're with a woman trying to just you know have a nice night in the snow? <laughs> Unlike last time, it hasn't attacked yet. <laughs> this was like and that if it last attacks time, this though. time. We have nothing <laughs> to. Because the dog sled won't be woped up or anything and ready to go. No, it was a me- mechanised sledge last time. Okay, Carissa, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I basically, very wide-eyed, uh, repeat the same finger-to-lip face... Although very, 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 very deathly whitely faced, as I do it back to Victor, as if to say, "No, you really." <laughs> and I'm I'm staring above his head. Oh, no. I I simply nod and just sit there, <laughs> trying to barely breathe. <laughs> you sit there quietly in the dark. The wind howls, the snow falls. Well, listen. (laughs) (laughs) I hear nothing. Silence. (laughs) Just the wind. (laughs) Half an hour, maybe 45 minutes have passed. There's no sounds outside. There's just the wind and the snow and occasionally the dogs. What are you doing, guys? Oh. <laughs> um, what time is it at this point? You have no idea. Uh, if it's been see. about... Okay, so assuming that we were eating dinner at a time which would be a couple of hours before going to sleep, which would be what you normally do. I'm assuming we're not actually feeling tired yet. Uh, Just exceedingly on alert. Yep, pretty much. I am staying exactly where the fuck I am in exactly the same position with only the barest movements to ease cramped muscles. I am doing the same because Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Just the wind and the snow. It's not just the fucking wind, Russet. We know that. It's just the wind and the snow. And time passes. Are either of you going to risk going outside, or are you just going to... No! no. <laughs> are you just going to huddle in here for the rest of the night? They're going to be the rest of the game. The, the most movement at any point that we're going to do throughout this night now, I imagine, is try and lay down on the blankets and eventually... Well, you, you have separate imagine. sleeping tents. Yeah, this is the work. 
This is the work tent with the, the burner and the table and the stove in it. Your your sleeping bags are in the sleeping tents. Uh, but normally with sleeping bags, you'd get out of your Arctic gear, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, You would. You are both still in your Arctic gear for the most part. So that would actually be quite comfy to just lay down in, I imagine, if it comes to it. You're going to lie down and go to sleep. In your, you're going to snuggle up next to each other for warmth. I'm not moving. I'm sat up. We are not moving that much. I'm I'm only going to do that at the point where I'm starting to feel like I have to close my eyes. You both sit up for as long as you can, listening to the wind and the snow and the wind blowing over the mountain. And then eventually you fall asleep, unable to stay awake any longer. Can I not force myself to stay awake with, like, I don't know. It's hard stab. constitution to stay awake all night. Can I not stab myself in the hand? If you do that, you will be at penalties tomorrow, you realise. What, staying awake? <laughs> yes. There's a giant fucking I don't know what outside no, no, no. And you expect me to sleep? No, no, there was. It's probably gone now, but we're not taking the risk of going outside to check. I, I was going to say... Anyway, uh, anyway, we... We can't have this conversation without speaking out loud, which we've specifically said we're not doing in character. So you do you, I will do me. What are you doing, Chris? Are you going to try and sit up all night? Yes, I'm not letting Victor do me. So (laughs) constitution. Hard constitution. Oh, where's my constitution? You try to stay awake as long as possible, but sometime after midnight you fall asleep. Like Victor has. Yeah, the difference being she'll have been sat fucking upright and is just going to go donk <laughs> and made a fucking noise now. No, 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 no. If she's anything like me, she sort of just subconsciously, very quietly moves into a sleeping position. What? Because... You do that? <laughs> yeah, because if I. How? Uh, because if I make any noise. Um, my other half comes downstairs and points out that it's four o'clock in the morning and I fell asleep on the sofa. How do you do that even? Uh, Bungle magic anyway. Secretly a lizard man. It's dark and cold and snowy. And meanwhile, outside, far, far across town and several hours in the past, in the polar bear. Naveen returns to Alexander's table to find him chowing down on his third plate of bacon, quaffing a whiskey. Or maybe brandy. Some kind of well, drink. Um, well, Alex, I uh, appear to have smoothed over a uh, slight un- misunderstanding earlier. Are you uh, almost finished with your plate of bacon? Uh, jolly good. Yes, yes. Quite done with uh, with lunch or brunch. Or breakfast, or dinner. I think brunch is appropriate. I think that much bacon for almost it's any other meal would be twelve thirty at this point. That amount of bacon with any other meal is is arguably um, well just wrong. But uh, um, let's call it brunch. Uh, I've learned quite a bit. I think perhaps we should head back to the uh, the hunting lodge and inform the others, or at least Doctor Barrow and Elwood. Jolly good. Yes, certainly. We should definitely do that. Wonderful. Um, 
Are you? Have you? How much have you had to drink, Alex? Are you okay? Should we? Are we all right? To... <laughs> how much have I had to drink? <laughs> Roll your constitution. At hard. Oh. You are merry. I've. I've had enough. For now, I think. I. Uh, uh, Carlos. Alex, one for the road, Carlos. Carl, would you mind um, perhaps getting Alex a final drink again? Is there a taxi service of some kind in town? Um, We don't have a taxi service, I'm afraid, Mum. Is there Uh, anyone perhaps I could I could pay privately simply to take us back to the Zillage? I don't want to wander around outside with you. Most of the people who own sledges are out on rescue missions because of the unseasonable weather. Ah, c'est la vie. Ah. Oh, here's the bill, miss, if you're done. I merci beaucoup. I'm going to take the bill. Uh, it's it's uh, $230. Okay. Ah. Alex, I believe this is for you. <laughs> um, I pay it? <laughs> Roll your credit rating. I don't pay it. <laughs> you don't have that much on you. <laughs> uh, in fact, you really don't have that much on you. That's way, way beyond your daily spending limit. Oh. What Alex, do you mean to say you do not? Are you, do you not have the money for what you have just consumed? Not to worry, I'm British. <laughs> Yes, you realize that, is, um, that that doesn't actually equate to how you say a cold hard cash. I'll go and get Louise, shall I, Miss? If you're having uh, the bill, Alex, how much do you have? I've got to give me a moment. I'll just I'll just check the other pocket and everything. Go by all means. Go 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 see. <laughs> Go get well, Louise. Well, I, Alex I, did I have $50 on him, but you took it off him and gave it to Louise. So Alex currently has <laughs> $70 on him. Right. Hang on. Um, so so just, just, just... Can you give me a quick layout of this room and the reception <laughs> and stuff like that? Uh, it's a it's a bar. There's a curved bar. There are wind, windows. It's a low log. Any of the windows open? Fireplace. None of the windows Fine are open. Fine and dashing it's coming. All of the snow. <laughs> um, you're about ooh, ten feet from the door out into the lobby, and then from the lobby, it's another thirty feet across the foyer out onto the street. Um, okay. Uh, so I believe she is still in her office. Which means that Carl would have to go into her office to get her. Yeah, he's. And I can the... see that she isn't at the reception because you said I could see the reception from here. Yeah, you can. The moment that I see him go out of eyesight, I bolt for the door. <laughs> well, he hasn't left yet because Naveen said, "Hold on a moment." Well, uh, do you need Miss Louise or? Um. Would it be possible for you to write me a bill of um, laden? I will attach this to our um, expenses account with the lodge up the road and make the good doctor pay for it. I'm sure he'll be accommodating. Uh, Roll me your credit rating, Naveen. Oh, my credit rating is not good. 
Oh, fuck me. Uh, yes, you are a fine, outstanding lady. Oh, God damn it. Your bill of credit uh, and an IOU against your name, however. not. I put, it, no, I, I put it as Dr. Barrow. It's a business expense I'm charging this as. He won't accept. It has to be guaranteed by someone in the restaurant. So it's either you or Alexander. So Alex says, oh, very good, Navina, and just walks out. <laughs> Did he actually get my name wrong as well? Sorry, uh, what was it? Na- uh, Naveen. Naveen, sorry. Well, I would say that counts as getting it wrong. <laughs> um, I'm drunk. Navina. Um, we know. Naveen. At um, least you never I... said Naveen, I suppose. <laughs> I have a Navina at work. It's the only reason why. That's that's the name I go to. Yes. Sadly, <laughs> they'll only let you use your name and he needs to see something with your ID or your passport. Well, while, while she's sorting that, Alex it. is going. Alex, <laughs> Alex has walked out whilst leaving Navina with the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking at this bill, it looks like he's had one glass of $40 a glass whiskey. And then he's drunk a bottle of brandy that cost $140. Like the whole bottle. He's drunk the whole thing. Oh my god, how am I alive? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't remind Russet to make your roll for that. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But yes, you've had to put your name against this $230 bill in the polar bear. Uh, Carl, do you have a Imagine perhaps that you have made poor life choices. <laughs> I think my life's pretty okay, but I think you're probably I, having a poor life choice moment, miss. I do you need the phone. Um, do you have one? We do. If you wouldn't mind, I'm going to um, perhaps <laughs> ease my financial burden somewhat by getting this ending out his life by, by <laughs> <adding him. laughs> just speak french down the phone put it down slowly <laughs> if you wouldn't mind that would be wonderful dial one nine hundred assassin <laughs> for the french connection uh yeah he takes you out to reception and there is a phone uh who are you calling i'm gonna make two phone calls first phone call is to dr barrow at the lodge uh, yeah, you get through. Uh, Bo, oh, Naveen, uh, how goes the, recon- the reconnaissance? I'm rather well, um, Doctor. I have um, some things I think perhaps would be better communicated uh, when we are in person. However, I've run into a, a slight spot of bother with uh, Alexander. Oh, what's he done? Please tell me he hasn't been arrested. Oh, no, he's not been arrested. He's simply run, out to run up a very large bill at an establishment in town. Well, make him pay for it. He's loaded. I would love to do so. Unfortunately, he has left. He ran off and left you with the bill. <laughs> he has indeed, good doctor. Oh, my God. I am going to fire him. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to confiscate his bloody plane and fire the man. Well, I, I have at the moment managed to convince the hotel to transfer the credit to myself, so there's no um, problem with the, the local... Uh, Constabulary. Um, I would fine, appreciate fine. Um, I will come down with some cash and we'll pay it and I'll take it out of Alexander's wages. Pass that, monsieur. Uh, that's <laughs> very, very accommodating of you. Thank you so much. I will, I will clear things up here and we can sort this out at a later date. Meanwhile, I should probably find out where Alex has got to. Where have you gone, Alex? Um... Uh, roll a dice, I guess. Navigate. Go away, away, Scott. Free. You heading for the lodge, or are you heading off somewhere else? 
Um, I'm not sure there's anywhere else to head, really, on our list of things to look for. You heading back? Or being more north and Mount Hayes has the snow started here. Not yet. They're still like okay. twelve thirty. They're they're okay, hours yeah, behind you currently. Uh, roll navigate to get back to the lodge in your slightly sozzled merry way. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> disappointment oh, no. in that. Roll again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I also I also succeeded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you could have said he's got disadvantage at it. I mean, I succeeded the constitution. You're just very tipsy. You are very merry. I'd point out that Sam... Well, technically you didn't succeed, because a hard constitution was called for, and you got a normal success. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to sneak that one past me, you. <laughs> I, I genuinely forgot there was no deception. You have wandered in the right direction and you see the lodge in the distance and you start trudging through the snow towards it. Uh, I'm going gonna... to make the second phone call, but I'm going to. calling? Is Carl nearby? Uh, no, he's gone back into the oh. kitchens and Louise is in her office. I'm going to call the office in London. You uh, get put through to the office in London. And I'm going to give them the name of the two people that appeared randomly, repeatedly at the hotel, uh, Reynold Blair and Aswak, and ask if they could investigate any intelligence on those individuals. They will investigate and send you a telegram once they hear anything. Perfect. And then I'm going to hang up and head out back to the lodge. I'm not going looking for Alex. I'm just going straight back to the lodge. Uh, Alex, you arrive back at the lodge with no trouble whatsoever. You're very tipsy. Do you head inside? Certainly, yeah. As you head inside, Dr. Barrow comes down. It's like, Alexander? Ah, Dr. Barrow. Hello. I just got off the phone with Sam. Apparently you wrecked Sam. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Get out, gun. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got off the phone with Naveen. Well, we'll cut that bit. And um, and she says you wrecked up a $200 bill and then ditched her. Did, Did she? Yes, she did. On the telephone just now. I didn't know she mentioned a number, but I'll, I'll go with it. Oh, well, she had to tell him how much money so he can pay for it. Oh, fair enough. Oh, yes, I just didn't have the coin on me, you see. Why were you drinking? This is very unbecoming behaviour of you, Alexander. Go to your room and sober up. We will discuss your unbecoming behaviour later. Raise his brows. E- excuse me, Dr. Barrow, but... Uh... You're not my father. No, you're I my am your em- boss, and I expect my. Excuse employee. me, but but what does it say on my contract again? I'm your pilot. Where does it say that I can't go for a drink? Uh, you're also on the clock. It's quite specifically in your contract that you cannot drink other than at meal times, whilst on the job. Uh, looks at watch. Uh, I do believe it's lunchtime. That's a meal, is it not? Not enough to get you in this state. Go upstairs and sober up. I can smell it from here. Um, in an act of defiance, Alexander takes out his 
hip flask, undoes it, takes a swig, does it back up, and then leaves to the, go to his room. Shakes his head, lets you go. Uh, and we'll wrap it up there yeah. for this week. Naveen and Alexander have just got back from finding out some very important information. And Carissa and Victor are hiding in a tent. Are hiding in a tent. <laughs> Being very uh, quiet. Yeah. It's, it's not hiding, it's tactical camouflage. I'm fucking hiding. I don't care what you're doing, I'm hiding. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. We're being hunted like a wabbits. Yeah. Jesus. Wait, that was Jesus? No, no, no. That was just an exclamation. I hope everyone had fun. Yeah. Fun was had. That was suspenseful. That was good. Ents. <laughs> yeah, I bet that was good, little miss. I just had to pay for a big bill. I didn't have to get... Stuck in a tent with a fucking yeeg outside for the second time. <laughs> yeah, that, that was terrible. Uh, well, I'm glad everyone had fun. Our next one is in the calendar for two weeks' time. Yay! Yay. And uh, Alexander, very dine and ditched on Naveen. Eh. I can't believe can't believe you ran out on the bill. Eh? Good God. That's okay. Dr. Alexander, uh, Dr. Barrow will just take it out of your, your wages. I don't th- I, as long as Alexander gets to fly, that's all he cares about. And he's got a plane, so that's... Dr. Go. Alexander will let these debts rack up until he can legally go, and your plane is mine now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But no, no. I'm sure it will all be fine, and uh, you will, you will, you will put. Oh, oh, Barra <laughs> oh. There was a very important piece of information oh. that uh, uh, Snavine and Alex have picked up that they have not put two and two together on right now. Oh no! Well, Alexander's drunk. I don't know what Naveen's excuses. <laughs> Sorry, Naveen's excuses. Next session, I will allow rolls on this, but if you look at your notes, uh, you might note the problem. Uh, Roll your intelligence, Naveen. Oh, wait, other people than me have notes? Yeah, well, I well, well, I was going to ask about Blair being um, the aerodrome, aerodrome manager, and I assumed that Alexander would kind of at least know that name or something about it, given that it's an aerodrome. Intelligence, Russet. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, well, we'll have to see next time what you find out. <gasps> find out next time, Gadget. Next time. See you next time on Exciting Adventures. <laughs> <laughs>